This is a parental guidance moment. Welcome back to the Sunday service. It's the world's shittest podcast, and I've grabbed two of the dumbest dogs in Newcastle to join me today. G'day. It's Mitch Coyne <laughs> and Ben McLennan. How Hot are we, damn. lads? Damn. Thanks for having me back on, Ben. Fucking ben. legend. Ben. He's Ben. <laughs> ah, I'm Bradley. You don't, even know, you don't even know his podcast. Yeah, yeah, man. Fucking case in point. Dude. Welcome back to Mitch and Ben versus everything. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having us. We've got Brad here with us today. This, this is the Mitch and Ben versus everything podcast. Yeah. I don't know if your listeners know yet. We're taking over. You're versing me That's today, cunt. So fucking here we go. I got my yeah. dog on board. He's yeah. fucking running around. He'll fucking He's come to say good day, yeah. Russ the Red Dog, yeah. the patron saint of the pod. And boys, you know what we do. Oh. Whoa, wrong song. Fucking wrong one, but here we go. Fuck that up. Oh, quick, take a <laughs> sip, oh, take no. a sip. Gee whiz. I stopped mine right at the end. Oh. Fucking, what, wasn't the 90s a great decade Slap for that um, for beer. poster underneath it. Oh. The 90s was a good decade, but I feel like now's better because we can make, there's all these other craft beers that are coming up out of nowhere and people are like, I fucking hate craft beer. Don't worry about it, bro. I'll wash the cloth after we're done. Who, um, Ben's had a big old spill, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Can't pour a beer for fuck's sake, Ben. We can't take you anywhere. I feel and like pouring a slab after that VB song, though. That's all uh, right. I feel like I feel like a real man every time that plays. Yeah. Oh, mate. Like, just just take me back. Yeah. Take me back to the late nineties where you could say things about minorities and no one had blinked twice. That's it. <laughs> Have a thick moustache and just wear a wife beater and footy shorts yep. to work. Yep. And today we are drinking uh, Hope Estate. It's the double IPA. This is a 9% drink, 2.7 standard beverages. Just to celebrate, is it Labor Day today? What yeah, public it is. holiday is I it today? I think it's Labor Day. Yeah, fucking. And we're working hard. We're working hard. Oh, um, fuck yeah. That's not bad. And generally, like, the can gives you a spiel about what it is. And this, and Hope Estate's like, it's a double IPA. Figure it out, you bunch of dumb <laughs> Yeah, if you so, don't know, now you know. Now we know. I so. hope you like it. Cheers, lads. Thank you for coming Cheers. on. Spending your public holiday with me Thanks and Russell. Oh, mate. Tanya's got some words to say to you, Bradley. Fucking booking, booking a podcast on the busiest public holiday of the year. Just... Holy fucking shit, man. The traffic on the way out here. Oh, what's the people bad? people doing ten under in the single lanes, twenty over in the doubles. So we literally had this fucking cunt in front of us doing sixty in the seventy zone. And it's like, all right, whatever, it's heavy traffic. In Not fairness, the worst. That thing. stretch of road just changes speed limits just cause. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just like cause. It's like a fucking lady on menopause. Yeah, just 60, fucking 80, doesn't 70, 60, 50, 80. <laughs> and I swear to God, like public holidays just brings out the oh, shittest dude. drive. Like oh, also like every hyper, come with a caravan. Yeah, yeah. hyper aggressive drivers. Can we yeah. get over caravans? Like, yeah, oh, just man. fucking shut up about your fucking caravan. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, anyone who owns a caravan will make sure they tell you they fucking own a caravan. Yeah, too. they're like vegans of the road, aren't oh. they? Actually, <laughs> yeah. maybe fucking that's hard, maybe that's vegans. cyclists. Actually, uh, my father-in-law oh, yeah, is is a huge caravan guy. Fucking loves it. He's bought he's bought three in the last ten years. Brand spankers, fucking like hell. a hotel on wheels. We stayed yeah. in it one Christmas. Oh, dude. 
just incredible. It's crazy what they can do. My dad got one and he's like, have a, have a gander in here, like full queen size bed, toilet, shower, oven, yeah. like gas top, fucking stove, everything that you get. It has an air conditioner in there. I was like, this is... Yep. Like my house here doesn't have a fucking air conditioner. What? I was like, Jesus Christ, bro. It doesn't need to be that nice if you're camping. No. If you camping, the idea is to be out fucking side. <laughs> yeah. If your caravan's nicer than your house, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> he, um, my dad has a good point, though. He's like, I when I go camping, I don't want to live worse than how I live at home. And he's like, that's not that's a good day. That's a good point. Then don't leave home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't go camping, <laughs> fuck it. And he's got such a good house as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we had uh, some of my missus friends in here for the weekend. So we went out to some wineries, and uh, on on Saturday night, fuck, I'm thrown out because of a long weekend. Mm. But we had uh, we wanted to show them around because they're from Wollongong and they've been contemplating moving up here. And we were like, "Oh, we'll give you the grand tour." So um, we went to the grain store because the guy loves craft beer, Scotty. Yeah. So we hooked into some beers there, and we had dinner at Foghorn, the brewery, and. On the way to the grain store, we had to walk past Oktoberfest. And I want to get your opinion on Oktoberfest. I think that is a total wank of a celebration, but I just... But I appreciate the costumes. Yeah, I was going to say, it's just a reason to dress women up. Yeah. Yeah. And they're still happy to do it. They're not... Yeah. They, and like they, some women just love to make it a slutty costume. Yep. And... And I can appreciate that. And I guess like it's the one day of the year where we forgive... Germany for their sins. We're like, you know yeah, what? Yeah, you cool. Let's drink beer and forget what you did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're all about the nice Germans now. Yeah, yeah. So we yeah. so after the grain store, we're crossing the road. There's like a T intersection. The Hogan's Heroes Germans. They're just yeah. comical. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't make me run, I'm full of chocolate. <laughs> They're constantly fucking everything up in that show, but they almost fucking won. <laughs> yeah, they did. Clinking fucking shorts and all that. They almost fucking won. Uh, they painted as deep shits, but they fucking nearly beat everyone. And like, they're really actually smart. Like all their yeah. all their designs for their vehicles yeah. and all that kind of shit. Yeah, I um, appreciate it. So as we just didn't use them the right way. <laughs> as we're crossing the road at this T intersection, we're about to step onto the road, and there's this car that wants to turn left. Yeah, sure. and they've stopped to let us cross the road. So we're like, nice right, fellas. Cool. So we cross the road. As we get across the road, this window rolls down. This like skinny little junkie chick just has the biggest smile on her face. I'm like, obviously she's had a good night, and she just goes out the window. Are you a fucking dumb cunt? And uh. my initial reaction was just to turn to her and I was like, yes, I am. And then she's like, fuck you. And then like rolled the window up and I was like, you're a fucking mutt. And like just had to try and get that last insult in. <laughs> and I was like, and the window comes back down. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say? I was like, oh, fuck, quick, get out of here. But um, yeah, like, fuck, I've had an interesting weekend of like just hyper aggressive women. Like we were, yeah. we were drinking on Friday night and at this pub and it's called the Gladstone Hotel, which is... Nicknamed the zoo, where yeah. people will go there and like if you want to fight someone, you'll go, like that's where you'll go to have a fight. Yeah, and we're just like trading jokes with these group of girls, and I'm wearing a Broncos hoodie, and I made oh, a joke about fair game, yeah, I made a joke about <laughs> yeah. about me having herpes or something. Yeah, and then um, they're going back and forth. Then a friend jumps in and like tries to roast me, and she's just like. Um, oh, you sound like my daughter, my three-year-old daughter. And I was like, sorry to hear she's got herpes. <laughs> Zinda. And then, yeah. like, there's other little, like, lesbian-looking chick with, like, tattoo sleeves and, like, tattoos on her neck. It's like, 
what did you say about her daughter? And I was like, I said, sounds like your daughter has herpes. And she's just like, fucking you don't make jokes about people's kids. Oh, yeah. And then just kept going at like, you don't make joke about people's kids and was like trying to stand over me and like intimidate me. And I just was like, I was just laughing in the face. I'm like, bruh, I was just like, first of all, it's a joke. We're all having a joke here. And second yeah. of all, like, what the fuck are you going to do, Just because you can't have your own. Don't go fucking protecting someone well, she, else's she does <laughs> have she does have kid a kid, and I've seen her, like, down at the pub with, like, a newborn oh, so in a pram. she's not a lesbian. And I was just like, <laughs> nah, I think she, yeah, I think she just goes both wow. ways by the looks of her. But I was just like, fucking cheer up, cunt. Like, yeah. see her on a Friday night, and you're, sh- you're, like, you're shaping up to a dude. Like, you're trying to intimidate a dude and try and, like, to punch well, her a dude. In her mind, she is a dude. Yeah, and I was just like, Probably, hey, I don't know. hey dude, yeah. I could identify as a woman and just fucking left, right, good night, you brah. Just yeah. fucking <laughs> wear a wig to court. Be like that teacher that has those comical-sized tits. Did you see her recently? No. Yeah. Oh, man, fuck, Google that. There's this chick that this teacher, this trans teacher, somewhere in the fucking world, and just has like, literally, bro, like watermelon t- Like they come oh, down off her chest and awesome. they've just got these really pointy nipples. And I was just like, this is for sure a bit. Like, this teacher's like, how far can I push the envelope oh. of what I want to do at this school? <laughs> but it's not. It's not a bit. They're fucking... It's just crazy people, dude. Like, yeah. they would have been... 80 years ago, before it was cool, they would have been in the street fucking masturbating and doing sex pest stuff. Oh, now now they've got cool. a... Masturbating yeah. in the street? Or? No. <laughs> hey, masturbating in the street's always been cool. Does that become cool? Because cool? I'm not up that trend. Being, being like, trans is cool now. Oh, yeah, no. Being trans yeah. is the fucking shit. Yeah, and I'm not saying that as a negative thing against trans people. It's just, like, there's a lot of fucking popular trans people out there. People, it's, just, people, it's ironic that people like it. Everyone's equal and everyone's got to be treated the same, but then we've got to, like, segregate ourselves into our different identity groups and be treated differently. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Well, even workplaces now are like, please include your pronouns in the, your email train. No. I was like, yeah, we don't. First of all, I'm not going to do that. And second of all, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Like, you want to receive an email from me and at the end it's like, Brad, he, him. Zuh. And I was just like, can I just identify as fucking sick cunt, bro? If they or ever, a dumb if, cunt if they ever ask me to do that, I'd just be like, I don't want to identify my agenda. Yeah. It yeah. makes me feel uncomfortable. It's so. a great mystery, but you can guess what I am. <laughs> yeah. Basically, and yeah, unless you tell me well, you, know, you want to be referred to as this or that, I'm basically going to call you what you look like. I'm going to call what? you mate. That's that's how I fucking... Mate Dude, is the well, ultimate. It is awkward calling, calling mate. a woman mate by accident. Nah, well, it's fucking, not. I was, at, uh, I was at this place... I do it all this, the time. Makes them feel included. This this <laughs> chick who uh, we were having... I used to just leer at them from the corner. <laughs> <laughs> this chick who we were having Jesus. dinner with said that, like, her bot... Like, and she's, like, Scandinavian or something, and she said that her what? boss called her... Mate. She's not too bad, yeah. Yeah, she, yeah uh, of course uh, she is. They uh, fucking breed them... Like, they actually breed them pretty over there. Yeah, the ugly the ones thing. The ugly ones got cold. The Vikings weren't yeah. fucking any ugly women. They're like, oh, yeah, no. Off with her head. Fuck the Vikings no. all look like Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're all like 8 foot 11 built like fucking... There was no shit. raping. Everyone's just like... Yeah, it was all consensual. Yeah, Big handsome consensual. fellas. I've got, I've got a whole crowd work bit on it, on handsome fellas. Yeah. <laughs> There's a handsome fella in the front row. He's getting it. Oh, he's getting it. Would you say he's everything you're not, Mitchell? Oh, he is. He is. <laughs> <laughs> He'd probably be everything all three of us are, yeah, let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. Let's not uh, let's not throw rocks in glass houses yeah. here. <laughs> um, and yeah, so like we went and had uh, back to the back to hanging out with um, Shannon Scotty. So we yep. went to the we went to dinner and had fog uh, had dinner at Foghorn. Mm. And on the way, like there's this lady leaving the table, 
and she overhears me say, like, I'm, I'm referring to someone as some motherfuckers, which I do. And she just turns around and then, like, walks up and she's like, yeah, motherfuckers, yeah, motherfuckers, my husband goes to the Parramatta Eels. And there's this dude. What's that got to do with anything? <laughs> I, like, it had nothing to do with anything. Or? I was like, yeah. she's interrupted our meal to tell us that her husband, like, this drunk cunt's going for the Parramatta Eels. I'm like, well, fucking good luck tomorrow, champion. Then... She crop dusts us and just abruptly leaves, like just walks straight oh, out. Oh, really? What a crow. So then we're just sitting there and then like Shannon Scotty like, fuck, man, who farted? And like I was just like, crackhead fart. Dude, this old bitch just crop dusted us. And that's I was hilarious. like, that's the ultimate power move is, that that is, is crop dusting. That is the South Park joke. She can't control a sphincter. Now, <laughs> now it makes right sense there. why she fucking just came in with random shit. She's just feeling time while she's farting. Yeah. 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 She's like, <laughs> she, never, she never wanted to be fucking in the conversation. <laughs> yeah, nothing. She just wanted a place to fart. Yeah. Like, she couldn't find a corner, so she's like, fuck it, I'll just open the conversation with these people, fart here, go back to what I was doing. And she's like, I heard them say motherfucker. Obviously, they're not, you know, fucking worldly educated yeah. people. I'm just going to drop my guts here. But it, it, made, like, it made me think of how, like some of the great crop dustings that I have done in my oh, time. And um, I was down at the local bowling club one day, Yeah, and there was like... 40 or 50 people. It was like super busy in this like local bar. And I was just doing those rank farts like in the lead up. You know how you drop your guts and you you don't need to shit yet, but it's coming. You're like, oh, that's close. Yeah. So I I crop dusted, (laughs) got my peers and then walked out and then just stood at the exit and just watched all hell break loose. Yeah. <laughs> all these people have been like, who was, that was you, cunt. Like, all these dudes are blaming oh. one another. Like, that was fuck. That's your brand, which is such a, <laughs> just such that a is funny hilarious. way to describe a fuck. I've done it before in the supermarket. Like, you walk through, like, down an aisle, past a few people, you let one rip, <laughs> and then you just pretend to look at something at the end of the aisle and just go to observe. Dude, I've, I've dropped one in an elevator when it's empty, and then someone's walked <laughs> into it. <laughs> You're just like, oh, I'm so sorry. And... They don't know whether, like, it's happened to me as well. So, like, they've just, like, walked into it. Oh, yuck, what the fuck? And I'm standing there like, oh, yeah. And they're like, that was probably that fat fuck who did that to me. Like, <laughs> we, we went to Future Music Festival, fuck, in, like, 2012. And this was back in the days where, like, my friends would just party for, like, four days straight. Yeah. And at the end there was a... um. There was a sideshow of one of the artists that we had to like, we couldn't see them at the festival, but we bought tickets to watch them at this intimate venue. And after four days of just drinking alcohol, I was dropping some stinkers and I was on my way to the bar to get a few more drinks and um, like the music and I just went. (laughs) (laughs) And they just like walked and just stood at the stairs and just watched people who were off their head on ecstasy just like sober up from the smell of my fart. They're like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Just have to go drop another fucking pinger to get over it. (laughs) (laughs) And like I'm 30 years old. I'm almost 31. Farts are always going to be funny, dude. I don't give a fuck. They're hilarious. The day they stop being funny is the day I shoot myself in the head. Absolutely. (laughs) It's just like it's it's time to end it. Yeah. Um but yeah, speaking of the of the bloke in the in the Eels shirt, did you guys watch the grand final last night? Nah, man. You didn't watch it? No. Oh, He's not a footy fan. You fucking yeah. loser. Yeah, I know. 
Yeah. I was ready for this though. I was ready to just be UFC, quiet. UFC, yeah, I'm just going to Mitch doze every now and then. If I find if there's something funny that I can jump in on, that's what I'm going to do. So this good is luck. How I feel if you good luck keeping the conversation on footy. Is all I'm saying, <laughs> well, fellas. Well, we'll we'll hold it down for the next minute. <laughs> you then. reckon? We had a, like a little mini Commonwealth meeting here. I don't so. know if you realize how how much I can derail a conversation just by being in the same room as people while they're trying to have a conversation. He's doing it now. Yeah, he's doing it right now. <laughs> I was just trying to make a point. <laughs> we haven't even been able to begin the conversation. Yeah, we've, we've started, like 40, he's like, no, I don't want to hear it. We've started seven topics of conversation. He's derailed every one of them. <laughs> um, so um, Scotty, the guy who was here, he's from Scotland. And then we have two Canadian mates um, that came over last night. So the Canadian dude... And Scotty just know, like, fuck all about footy. Do they have big dicks, though? Um, Yeah, and, like, <laughs> dude, like, you know, like, when, you know when you can tell someone's, like, freshly washed their cock? Oh, yeah, got, man. Like, a nice yeah, taste yeah, of the body yeah, wash. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I was just deep throat and just yeah. eyeballing him like a good guy would. <laughs> Cupping the balls. Slipped a little finger around him, was just massa- massaging his ass. Fuck like yeah. The biggest tip I can give is just look like it. Look like you're in pain. Yeah, yeah. Look yeah. like you're not yeah. enjoying yeah, it. Even if you're not, just yeah. yeah. Look, just look like you're not enjoying yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. you got to, like, and you got to politely gag sometimes. Oh, yeah, make him feel good. Gag yeah. yeah, make him feel like a fucking man, you know. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah exactly. Death <laughs> yep. gauge. And yeah. um, <laughs> he goes, oh, should we put a, um, should we put like a multi on? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. like, let's go for it. And he's just like, what do you reckon? And I was like, I th- I've got Panthers winning. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Stephen Crichton to score. And he goes, let's go ludicrous. And I was like, all right. Brian Toto to score. That's not, that's not ludicrous. No, nah, but we wanted to make like mul- like multiple legs. And yeah. I was just like, Panthers winning at um, half time, full time, and so then, just a bunch of really obvious yeah, bets. Yeah, yeah everything then, you've said so far is just a super obvious. And then, bet. Yeah. and then Cleary like to win the Clive Churchill, and he was just like, "All right," he's like, "He's like, uh, this is going to pay a fuckload of money," and we get caught up eating dinner, and then like we're halfway through dinner, I'm like, "Fuck, man, the game started," so we like go on there and just sit down. Uh, his missus was like, "If you put a thousand bucks on it, we would have won like." Ludicrous amounts of money. Yeah, Dylan Edwards. And um, so we're sitting there fucking, and he goes, oh, oh he's like, he, he actually had um, Crichton his first time try scorer, and I was that was paying like 13 bucks ah, right, or something. That's a bit more fucking risque. Yeah, and, and I was like, oh, like, I don't know, man. I was like, I'd just go anytime. He's like, fuck it, let's just go first time try scorer. So we go and sit down, and um, I was like, bro, did you put the bet on? And he's like, oh, fuck. And then I was like, oh, you have to call now. And he's like, oh, fuck it, I'm not calling. And he's like, that's fucked. And I was like, all right, well, here's what it is. Stephen Crichton scores the first try. And he's just like, fuck. Fuck's and he goes, he goes, here we go. Brian Toto scores the, the second, second try. try. And then Panthers lead at halftime. Panthers are leading at halftime. We had, like, I think we had one to 12 as the def- as the points. So they were 18 nil up. But it was like one to 12 was the end score. So, like, if they won by one to 12. Anyway, like, the, the bet would have failed because Panthers blew them out. Yeah. And Cleary didn't win man in the match. But for half of the match, we're just sitting there and he's like, I should have fucking put that bet on. And he's like, yeah. we would have been fucking rich. And I was <laughs> <laughs> we been fucking partying. Like, right, your bet got a little bit more interesting. At first, I thought you were going to be like, Panthers to win. I'm like, yeah, that's going to happen. Then fucking Crichton, Toyota score, like two of their most prolific try scorers. I'm like, that's nothing... Unusual, and then like Cleary, their best player, are in the Clive Churchill. Yeah, normally it always goes to a halfback. I'm like, none of this is fucking risk, eh, Brad? Like, none of it. Well, yeah, it was the first time try scorer that that uh, happened. The first time try scorer because that's did, yeah, that'll fuck you in one go. Did the Eels score it? What was the end score? Twenty eight twelve. 
yeah, yeah they okay. scored their last two the, tries the in last like the last five minutes. Yeah, five, ten minutes or something yeah. like that. At least they were trying up till the end. Yeah. yeah they're just fucking. Yeah. That's the thing with like those sort of sports. You can get to a spot where there's nothing the other team can do to win. Whereas MMA is exciting right up until the last second. Yeah, you can have a Leon Edwards head kick yeah. after getting dominated exactly. for four rounds. You know yeah. my problem exactly. with MMA? And I actually would – I'd actually like to watch more of it. It gives you an erection it when do, they're it, wrestling on the ground? It does. Yeah. <laughs> Getting in that north-south position, yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, 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 man. <laughs> no, no, my problem with MMA, and like, don't get me wrong, if I watch more of it, I'm sure I'd actually really enjoy it because I, I would actually like to watch more of it and I just don't get a chance. My problem is whenever you hear someone talk about it, Every fight is the best fight or the biggest fight since the last I'm one. I'm the worst for that. I'll yeah. call since the fight last of the one. year multiple times I a year. I say that to my <laughs> Every cunt fucking yeah. cunt does it. They'll be like, yeah. oh, man, the guy who's fucking ranked fourth and the guy who ranked sixth are fighting. Biggest fight of the year. Like, didn't the cunt who went one and three just fight earlier in the year? Like, yeah. yeah, but this is bigger than that. It could, this guy could be like fourth now. And you're like, it's cunt, why, shut up. Why it is, like, in comparison to other sports, in rugby league, they go, here's the schedule for the year. So you look at the best teams and you're like, all right, fucking Panthers are playing the Roosters on this game, mm. it's like that. You know that's going to be a good MMA gives you like two months in advance, and they always have a big card that just gets your dick rock hard. And you're like, yeah. Oh my god! Like Izzy's fighting Paulo Costa. Like this is the best fight of the year, and I, I'm guilty. Are of they this one as and well. two? Yeah, they're like one's the champ, and the other guy's like number two in the world. Uh, and that is the biggest fight of the year. Anything after that is not. But then it keeps but then happening. The, yeah, it keeps fucking happening. And then because there, there's so many different weight classes, there's so many different stakes involved, and you're like, now you're at the bantam weights, and you're like, all right, well now the champion's fighting the former champion who never lost his belt but got done for drugs, and now he's coming back, and it's like, this is the biggest fight of the year. Yeah, I reckon every fight is the biggest fight of the year. No, no, That's but the thing, issue. the thing with fighting is, you've got like, there's always negotiations. So you never really know what's going on until a couple of months out. Like yeah. two months out is usually when um, the UFC start announcing fights. Yeah. And then all through that time as well, you've got the drama of like fighters who get injured and then they've got to like make last minute changes. 269 being the perfect example of that where they completely just switched up the entire card. If football had a system where you had a tournament based on rankings – where teams, the best the best teams are playing each other and then you can actually get teams that come up and down in ranks throughout the season and then say, by this date, team number one, team num- number two, fucking duke it out and there's your grand final, a.k.a. They kind of do that with finals. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 but like a title card, like I, I would love to see that. Where, I kind of get it, but it's, where the it's team not the who won the grand final... It. It's it, it's all the fans. Any fight you hear about, it could be like the fucking. So you got the main card, and then like four fights in front of it, there'll be two fucking nobodies. Like, man, it's gonna be a great fight. It's gonna be the fucking fight of the fucking weight well, class of the fucking. Well, just, like, just to no there's so many are. good fighters as well. <laughs> to defend That's the our, thing. To defend our crazy MMA fans, if you watch like the UFC fight pass prelims, which I always do. You'll get a fucking a Mitch versus a Ben, and they're fucking plumbers, and they've got fuck all to their name. So they're like the first fight of the of the card. Yeah, and they're like, I need to knock this cunt out because I need to get fifty grand. Like I need that bonus win. So like some of the earlier fights of these no name guys are some of the best fights that you do see. But with MMA, what they typically do is there's a thing called International Fight Week in Vegas. Always a huge card. And then the December, like, New Year's card is always, like, they're your two, like, yeah. big boys. So, mm. yeah, it'd be interesting. 
Dude, I'd actually like to watch a lot more of it. I, I, I think it'd be really interesting and a, like a great sport to watch. I just, I don't know, whenever you hear anyone talk about any fight, it's always the best fight. Well, one of them has to be the best, but they're like, no, no, no. Remember when fucking so-and-so fought so-and-so? That was the fucking best fight. And then in the same conversation, I'll be like, Oh yeah, but remember when all made before all made? That was the best fight. Like, yeah, yeah, but they're and all fucking, good fights. They're, they're all good. That's fine. That's, that's, that's the that's best fine. thing that's about fine. the sport. They can all yeah. be good. They can all be that's, good, but they're not constantly the fucking best. I I I get the point. Like MMA fans are probably the they're probably the most. Although I would say NRL fans are way more annoying than MMA fans. Oh, 100%. To be honest, because MMA fans are at least on the whole all about learning. And and they're all about like seeing new things yeah. and like crazy stuff happening. Football fans, the more stuff changes. The exciting thing about MMA, it's always changing. Yeah, it's always changing. NRL, the second anything changes, all those cunts are like, "Oh, you fucking introduced the sin, oh, oh, like that's what whatever, we had like Barnes the bunker the fucking opening again." Yeah, fucking the cunt can't bend his knees. Uh, Let him but go. Everyone loved it. Everyone loved oh. that, and we're shitting on the hilltop hoods. And that's the problem. Did the Hilltop Hoods do halftime? Did they? I've said I didn't this. Watch halftime. I've I didn't see this. anyone at halftime. No, no, it wasn't. Oh, it was. Might have been Bliss and Esso or something. That, I was actually reading up on it. Did someone do halftime? There was like someone. Yeah, I I don't know the whole story. Apparently, Bliss and Esso were it was playing. The best and everyone ever. was. Everyone was fucking hating on it, and yeah, then right. Jimmy Barnes got on, and the whole crowd was singing along with it. Oh, well, Jimmy Barnes got on before the game, so if they, they, they might have been. That might have been what I'm talking about. Yeah, okay. yeah. Did you see AFL so, last weekend? <clears throat> Robbie Williams just fucking king. Apparently, yeah, he demolished. I didn't see him. He was so good. Like he's so good, and he's just bro. He's in like a hot pink suit. Yeah, I know. And he's just strutting around. Of the Of course, gym. he was. Apparently, when he had to do one of his like new songs. He said. He said to the crowd before me. He's like, "It's a new one. I've got to do it. Sorry, I'll get back to the hits." Or yeah, something yeah. Like he that. Go, yeah, he does. He does a new song, and then he goes, "Yeah, so that's my new song." Anyway, back to the hits, and just like, get yeah. like he I was just, just like, feel. yeah, dude. And he sung like, uh, he sung "You're the Voice" like by John Farnham, and he's nah. just like, he just made eighty th- or ninety thousand people just singing along with him. It was fucking yeah. gangster. Man, the NRL just fucking pissed me off constantly, like, because like I I made a joke ages ago. I had a bit. Um, <clears throat> Basically, I was comparing carpenters to sex workers, kind of thing. But uh, it starts reasonable off. comparison. Yeah, I'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's um the the bit also has like fucking NRL fans whinging about fucking the halftime act being like, just just get back Jimmy Barnes, just get a real working class man out there, fucking. And then when he walked down, I'm like, oh for fuck's sake, they actually did it, like because yeah. every year doesn't matter who it is, you'll see fucking the comment section. Littered with get Barnsey. Like, can we get over fucking Barnsey? No, it's because I like no one. I like him. I like him, but he can't. Fu- one, he can't fucking sing no more. He fucking sounds like a fucking. I don't know. Eagle getting kicked in the nuts. And fucking, <laughs> Freedom. <laughs> Freedom. <laughs> and then two, he's just fucking like. There's got to be someone better in Australian music. Surely there's someone. I. I think um, the NRL is like completely doing themselves a disservice. Yeah, it's touch to, as to how they promote their sport. 100%. Like, you look at the UFC and what they're doing, and I made this point to you before. Yeah. You've got the best athletes in the world in the NRL. Any any one of those guys, if they had a started in MMA, would probably be world champions. Robert Whitaker would easily be able to play in the NRL. Well, He's t- that athletic. Tyler made it pretty far in 
I don't think he made first grade, but he was like below yeah, the Yeah, he, exactly. he was in juniors and had exactly. a massive night gambling with some big dogs and lost like a ludicrous amount of money. So he called his manager. He's like, I quit. And he's yeah. just like, he goes, I need discipline. I quit. This sport sucks. Yeah. And his yeah. manager's like, you're never going to make a cent doing something else. He's like, you're going to be a fucking bartender or something. Yeah. Then he's just like, nah, bruh, Western Sydney. I'll just go yeah, knock dude. some cunts out. Yeah. yeah, dude. And and that story in itself is getting played around the world for Tui Vasa and he's got a fucking huge fan base in in Australia. Like, it's yeah. crazy. He was doing shoeys with and the Panthers after Yeah, the game. dude, of course. Yeah. Of course he was. So you've got that and you've got all, like, the fucking players in the NRL and all the NRL does is nanny them and fucking none of them, they none of them. On them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of them can talk. You don't really know who the players are. Really, how exciting it would have been if um, James Fisher Harris spent all week going, "I'm going to fucking take Regan Killing Campbell Gillard." Exactly, exactly. If you're playing against person, I'm fucking, I'm coming after him. Talk shit. I'm going to make him my bitch. Fucking all this shit. Imagine if all week, how excited everyone would be. Because no one pays, no, and no one really pays attention to the forwards, really. and no one pays attention to the strategy of the game either. Yeah, that's the thing. You yeah. should have coaches out there going, "Man, their wing is fucking weak. He's weak. Our winger, this guy, is going to fucking run run rings around this cunt. Talk them up all through the week, and then you get into the game, and you've got someone directing the game who's like commentators. When this person gets the ball, you fucking reference that hype." You yeah. reference that hype and get the fucking commentators to actually like understand what's going on. Because here's the thing: remember back in the day, Mark Carroll, Mark Carroll versus fucking Paul Harrigan. Yeah. Every time fucking Manly and Newcastle played, everyone was up for it because they just tried to take each other's heads yeah. off. They fucking hated each other. Yeah. But they're, they, they apparently they're cool now. But they genuinely, genuinely hated each other. Even when they went on Australian tours and shit, they wouldn't talk to each other and shit. They fucking hated each other. They're, yeah. um, and they genuinely tried to take each other's fucking head off. NRL like, could do, like, they could lean into, like, the UFC model and, like, when you hear UFC, like, Nate Diaz is like, no, fuck that. Like, it'd be sick the problem if they is, did that. UFC doesn't have, like, a kind of junior thing. Yeah, and, it, and it's where like... It does where, now, though. Where people, like, where... Yeah, but Dana White, Contender Series. But, like, but he's like, talking about yeah. grassroots, six, six, like, yeah, yeah, grass, yes. No, no, you're where, wrong where, there as well. Where, sorry, unfortunately, sorry, you have got women going, what about the kids? Look after the kids. Well, well don't let them fucking do it. You're the parent. Yeah. No, and the, the UFC puts on open training days where they'll fly fighters in, no cameras, no nothing, just to see the talent yeah. in the pool. To, to get what's going on. Like, there's so much saying, stuff that it, goes it, it on in the It is a bit different, but there's not, like, an under-six MMA league. Yeah. Like, yeah, but it will know. be. There will be. Nah, they're... Like, I, don't know, I don't know if you'll ever get there because if, people... Like, like, you could do... They're not going to let kids fight each other. You, you oh, do, no. You yeah, could do 16 junior, times a yeah. year, yeah. like, for a season kind of thing. You right. could do juniors jiu-jitsu, but you couldn't do, like, full-on ground and pound. That's yeah, what I think That's what they You can train, but, yeah, like... Yeah, training and actually NRL's problem is... That it's a, a game that you need kids to start playing. So for, you need to make it a family environment, mm. which is why these players get dumped down. And instead of in a post-match interview, how was that? That was the fucking toughest game of my life. They go, yeah, we dug deep. Full credit to the boys. The forwards went forward. The backs went, went to back. do their thing. And <laughs> they laid their platform for us. Full credit to the boys. That's that's why. Because you, you can't have, like, as entertaining as it would be, like if you had an R-rated rugby league where... And the reason they can't is because of women. Mothers, Ben McLennan, ladies and gentlemen, tell, <laughs> yeah. 
the mothers looking after their kids. Yeah, dads are like, fucking go get him. And mum's like, don't get her. I, I reckon, I reckon you. prove me wrong. I reckon um, if you gave most teenage boys a choice of playing football or doing jujitsu or kickboxing, they would probably choose jujitsu or kickboxing. I disagree. Totally I reckon. Honest. I reckon they'd oh, play no, football. I think. That's I our think culture. it's very. It's too ingrained to be beat at the moment. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Like as to what sport markets itself better and what sports better run and everything, it's fucking yeah. MMA. Like NRL has that many fucking problems. Like a great game. I love the game, but it's got that many fucking problems. Like yeah. And it, and they just refuse to adapt or evolve, and mainly because they're uh, like I don't know whatever the word is, they're fucking slaves to their fan base, basically. You just won't let them. And it, yeah. it's also They're just like, like, no, you can't fucking, you know. In- it's also a team game and it like, when you're six years old, the rare dad will have you in a jiu-jitsu class at learning how to defend yourself. Most dads go, let's grab that footy and let's go down the park and kick the ball around a little yeah. bit. Mm. So like it's, and yeah, like I think more people would be concerned if there was kids out there just fl- fucking flogging each other. Yeah. As sick as it would be. They'd be a lot more respectful though. Yeah, <laughs> as little shit. cunts these days, they fucking anyway. No, the problem is, they anyway, need a fly. I've they completely need derailed this conversation yeah. again. <laughs> Thanks, Mitch. <laughs> we got into a philosophical fucking argument about the NRL. In- I don't even watch the NRL. Yeah, what the fuck? Well, I don't even watch the MMA, but See, I know which yeah, ones run better. Yeah, yeah. I'd actually, yeah. but I, I'd actually like to watch more MMA. Yeah, I just yeah. don't get a fucking chance yeah. to. Comedy this past week. We'll yes. uh, we'll get back onto it. Fucking Regan Camel Gillard sucks as a comedian. <laughs> Cunt's not funny at yeah. all. His moustache is comical, and that's about yeah. it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I had a I had a good good comedy week last week. Yeah, Friday, Saturday, um, Tuesday, Wednesday, all doing comedy. How good? Um, yeah, my um, yeah, fucking. We'll talk about the open mic on Tuesday. Let's let's go there. It's. I love the club. I just wish that, like, the comedians were capped at, like, fucking, sorry, man, 14, but I suppose you got to give people the Yeah, we it. need... Because, like, doing four-minute sets when, sucks. When you advertise this Newcastle Comedy Club, you got to do comedy. You can't yeah. turn people away. You want to yeah. do, like... Nah, it's, yeah, no, it's true. That's just Four me. minutes does suck, though. Me being selfish, wanting to do, do longer sets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If the, I guess if the... Oh, I'll, if I'm the, with you, man, but... If the like, license yeah. went longer and they didn't have to have people out by 9.30, then, it, then we could... Do slightly longer. Are you sets. are you getting a lot of sets at the club? Weekend, um, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, like I've got two that are coming up. Yeah, um, good. And I've been getting like pretty consistent Friday yeah. and Saturday night spots. Yeah, nice. So yeah. I've got certainly got nothing to complain yeah. about. Um, and you're very consistent recently. Yeah, like not, I've I've noticed every time you get on stage, it's always a good set. Always. Yeah, it, thanks, man. There's no like. Even new There's material. Even yeah, yeah. Especially, especially this new fucking prostitute bit you got the brothel bit. Yeah, Fuck I think dude, that's, that's a good killer. gauge for when someone's starting to fucking click. Is whenever they bring new material and it doesn't completely fucking suck. Yeah, because yeah. sometimes people bring like new material and it sucks, and you can and you see them tweak it, but then it, it, as they get on, they bring like new material. Low key and talking it, about me. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. You could apply to this. Yeah, you? yeah. You really could. I wasn't. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, yeah. You, you fit the bill perfectly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, then, like then after a while, you see them fucking. They bring new material, and you go, "Oh, that's fucking funny, straight up." It's not, yeah, just horrendous. Straight not up. talking about me on that. Bit. Yeah, so I'm just <laughs> like, like how I've started to write is like I'll, I because I think I'm f- kind of funny off the cuff as well. So yeah, I'll come up with a premise, so. and I'll be like, "All right, let's have a few punches in there, and then fill it out, and then I record it, 
And then I go back and I listen. I'm like, all right, this part's too wordy. Like prime example was on Tuesday. Did did this hook a bit to 80 people. Yeah. And, you know, half of them, they're like, all right, like I can see where it's going. And then on Wednesday, I was like, all right, fucking take this whole part out here and just start with bang. Get that opening fucking punch in there. Yeah. And then it's just like you hit them and then you set the tone. And then I was like, all right, like, like, like where can I talk more shit? What's yeah. f- what's also funny about prostitutes and lunchtime deals? And then started like ad-libbing a little bit, recorded that. Mm. So now I'm like, oh, now I've come up with two extra bits that were just off the cuff yeah. mm. that I can incorporate into that. And then I so I go back and I just rewrite it and then just we'll practice it. And then, yeah, so next week it'll be pretty much, I'm hoping to have that bit fucking pretty much dialed in. So it's just like... You've got a good opener, you've got a good closer, and then throughout the bits of like the other points of reference and when the, the thought pattern's going in these different directions, there's always a joke to fill each one of those thought patterns and make it relevant to the audience. And like, because half the do time you, they're going to be. Your, um, do you write your jokes down? So, how I do it is I'll make a note on my phone and then I'll be like, okay, here's what's funny or here's what I think is funny. And then I record it. And yep. then I write it on my computer, but then to memorize it, I'll start, I start writing it as like detention to myself. Yeah. And so then, I, I like to write it physically to help, I just find it helps you remember it if you actually physically write it down. Yeah, that's why I do that. But um, all right, one thing I've picked up for uh, what, what I do, if you're thinking about word economy and you've got going, oh, it's taking too long. If you write it out and you highlight where are people supposed to laugh in your set, you highlight it. You can see the physical where yeah. these where these two things are, and you go, "Oh, they're too far apart." So that's what I do with my. Um, so it's like, what can I take out, or what can I put in on the to com- get an extra laugh, or to get these closer together, or fucking- yeah, on the computer I highlight it and I make it bold, and if there's an accent, then I highlight it and I make it italic. So it's just like, is that Racist. the word italic? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's just like, so then when I'm when I'm looking at it, I'm like, all right, this is where I need to have. This is going to be funny because it's going to be said in this voice. Yeah. If you look at it, it's not funny. But if you can add a voice to it to make that funny and then yeah. in the bold, bang, that's where I get them. And that's exactly what I have did. So I was just like, in each part of this, there has to be a bold statement, that which is like the punch. And if it's not there, fuck it off. I, um, so when I, when I write bits, I'll write them long form as if they're a conversation. And then over time, they turn into single chunks of a joke that I can tell absolutely anywhere. Yeah. If you if you look at um besides like some of the bigger jokes like Arnie Bev, even Arnie Bev, I can actually just tell the fucking shopping center joke, part of that, and it can be its own standalone bit where people laugh and then I can just move on. Yeah. So I can I can chunk every, pretty much every single one of my jokes in between acts when I'm hosting. Yeah. And how that, what that happens, what or how I get there is it's a fully formed conversation I'm having in my own head and then eventually it comes down to, oh, yeah, I, I look like this and that's why I can't do this to reference one of my jokes and it, it gets a laugh and then I can move on to another bit and they're like all their own single single jokes and I've done it specifically just from word economy. That's that's what ends up happening. But my sets are way less conversational than you two. And I really appreciate the fact that when you have a new bit, that's if it's going to do well, you can tell 
when you're talking for maybe maybe a minute. He's talking about Brad. Yeah, sorry. You, po- yeah, you pointed yeah, yeah, it and I'm like, people you. can't yeah. tell. Yeah, yeah. When, I'm, when I'm watching you work out bits, I can see if it's a funny conversation, the crowd stays engaged the entire way through the bit, even if you're talking for a minute and there's no punchline. Yeah. So, and then I know that that is exactly what you'll do. Eventually, you'll refine that down, and it'll talk. It'll turn it into a really funny fucking three minute bit, where you've got maybe four or five punchlines, and it's it's great to see. Um, I think what a lot of com what a lot of comics try and do is just have a funny conversation up there all the time, and they don't get word economy. The jokes don't get better and they don't find new punchlines. And you you eventually, you fucking stagnate out and you're not writing more. Yeah, and I like to have layers to my jokes as well. For literally what you said is like, okay, I can, this can be a two and a half, three minute bit, but it can also be a 30 second bit. Yeah. yeah. So like I have like the, the BJ bit. Yep. And then it's just like, I can then elaborate that further if I'm in a set and I'm just, vibing it out or if I just need a punch in between someone like you know if I'm hosting and someone didn't do great like a newcomer didn't do great I can just go bang here's a 30 second lull get the crowd energy back up and then bring the next act up yeah we're just going to have a quick break because Russ needs to go do some business we'll be right back we're back we are, and we've also got this. Welcome super. back to Mitch and Ben versus everything. <laughs> I'm your host, Mitch Coyne. I'm joined by my best friend, the man, the myth, the legend. It's Ben McLennan, Back ladies and gentlemen. Are we? <laughs> All right, I'll uh, go and fuck myself. <laughs> <laughs> Is this cut? Uh, we've also uh, just cracked the super, super juicy double New England IPA from Hope Estate. This is a 10%. I just cracked mate. a Coca Cola classic. Classic Coke. Uh, yeah, you get me fucked up, dude. Ben's got to drive. Yeah, bro. Well, that's the point of the uh, pod. Like, you come on. There's you drink five some, standard drinks in this bottle. You drink um, some yeah, dank nearly beers. six point three off six. We'll do. I'll get some more of that Buffalo Trace later as well. Yeah, easy, absolutely. Yeah, Buffalo I don't mean to come Trace. here and drink all your alcohol, man. Yeah, well, um, it's it's Mitch and Ben <laughs> versus everything, and you're versing alcohol today. So yeah. let's see how the boys go. I'm versing diabetes. No one wins against alcohol. No one does. Yeah, it you you declare a truce. Wait, cheers, yeah. by the way. Cheers. Let's see how these are. Uh, yeah. See how these super, super yeah. juicy it's go. Snummy, you dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're good, man. Oh, that's so good. Really Delicious. Really the, the thing about this as well, which Hope Estate does really well, is they mask the alcohol. There yeah. is no, like, you know how some, yeah. like, West Coast IPAs are really fucking heavy and hoppy and, and they're, like, they're described as dank because they've got that really full-on profile taste yep. at the end of it. This literally tastes like juice. Yeah, right. Fucking dangerous. That's why it's got a nuclear bomb going off on the can. Pretty cool can design. Mm. Um, Eddie asked me to host the Kent next. You're going to do well, th- man. The 26th. Yeah. So. so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get nerdy here on, on comedy because I'm a little autistic and I overthink things. That makes two of us. And um, I, I want to I put some things out there that I've learned. Over the past three months, emceeing every single week at the comedy club. Yeah. And some really good feedback that Eddie gave me after hosting just before. Oh, at um, the Kent last at week. At the Kent last week. And some of the mistakes I made. I don't know if it's if your audience is into this stuff, but I fucking... They'll let us know if they're not. Yeah, good. There's only 12 good. listeners, the 12 loyal disciples out there. I'll try and, I'll try and be... <laughs> I'll try and be... Yeah. 
I'll try and be brief, right? <clears throat> uh, last last Wednesday, I did too much crowd work. Didn't didn't focus on the structure of the show enough, and things kind of went a little bit haywire with time. We let someone close who probably shouldn't have closed the show. Yeah, and they finished on a joke that was a rape joke, and that was it. That was the last joke, and I didn't I didn't know how to fucking how to deal with that once I got up. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm not, I'm not structured enough. And we were talking just before not doing Matty B's MC course was, is probably a big reason why I'm probably not where I need to be compared to everyone else in the scene in terms who, who turned up to that show. Well, I've done it and I haven't MC'd since. So yeah, it, yeah it's hard to know what effect, but I think you can see, um, I think Ethan knew a lot of the points on Matty B's course. Yeah. I think he got a bit out of it, but I think Ethan kind of already knew those points because he's been fucking... You know, he goes everywhere fucking. He goes down to Sydney and everything, doing gigs and whatnot. Like, he, he gets around. So, yeah, I think he's fucking... Yeah. He's kind of figured out that shit already, but... Yeah, we've got, like... I've got a few notes of basically what Matty B had said, and we'll just... If, you, if you're not into comedy, sorry about this, but if you are doing comedy and, and you need some points, basically he said, like, one of the first things to do is check everyone's... Name who's performing, make sure you can pronounce their name, make sure that you reference the venue. So we're here at the Newcastle Comedy Club. This is open mic. Specify that it's open mic and just be like, some acts you're going to see, it's their first time doing comedy, which you do this. Yeah. Or uh, even whatever gig it is, just explain what the gig is. Yeah. Explain. I don't I don't check everyone's enunciation of their name, and I probably should. Yeah. And I probably should make sure those like acts. Like Jez Watts? <laughs> yeah. I I've got a I've got a nervous thing where I I can't remember names. Yeah, and right. When I try and when I think about that, I try and remember someone's name. My my anxiety fucks with me, and I'll forget their name. Yeah, right. So it's he, real, like, it's a real problem. He says he said like you set the issue. you set the you set the agenda by basically telling them what they're mm. going to see, and then yep. say give yourselves a round of applause for coming out tonight and supporting yep. live comedy. The audience gives themselves a round of applause and then you can go, bang, all right, I'm going to get into either my bits or crowd work. He's like, you don't have to do crowd work. He's just like, after they give that round of applause for themselves, they're set and they go, all right, now it's fucking showtime. So you yeah. can just get straight into doing bits and you've just... It is hard with two people though. To yeah, with with two people, you, you really can't do bits. Yeah, because so one you... person sits there like a spare dick just chilling. Yeah. 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 yeah, so and that might be the next thing that you just need to say to well, Ethan. It's just like, hey man, like, can I just do a solo MC this listen, week? No, no, like Ethan, I haven't. Fuck off, you're cramping me. Style. No, no, because I think you're a fucking anchor. I think even though um, you weigh like fifty kilos. So some of the advice that um, that James has given me, and and James is really taking me under under his wing with a, a lot of things, where he's he's really looked after me. He's one of the nicest dudes. Yeah, James he is like, straight. straight up, like James Connors. What he's done for the Newcastle comedy scene, and even just me personally, um, man, like I'm, I'm so loyal to that guy. Oh um, yeah, remember? Yeah, Dubbo was when I really knew how good a bloke he was. Yeah, because yeah. like we went away to Dubbo, and I was like, I didn't, I didn't have anything against him. I was like, oh, I, because just the way James can be, sometimes he's like, you don't know if he likes you or not. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I don't think he really likes me. I just kind of, yeah, and didn't think he hated me or anything, but I just thought, yeah, I'm not really in with him. Yeah, I just kind of leave him be. Yeah, and then um. We sat down to breakfast one morning and then no, there was a weight on my fucking shit. And anyway, I went, by the time I got upstairs, there was a seat with Maddie and James there. So I sat down with him. 
he just started giving me advice and shit and yeah. like kind of and then I was like oh fuck like this is really good advice kind of thing so I went away that night and fucking worked on it and did it that night he is so and it worked really well and I think also like because he kind of saw maybe I don't know I could be wrong because he saw actually took his advice and improved on something he was like all right maybe this guy's all right like yeah he's so like, generous with his time as well yeah, yeah. But, but for the yeah. Fir- like first thing I was like oh I don't know if this guy really likes me I'll just kind of give him the space I won't kind of you know push me yeah he's fucking nice like in the he world. The other, the other, nice. the other week, he there was like a newcomer, and he just picked James's brain for fifteen minutes after the show, and James wasn't like, "Hey, like fuck off, get out of here," kind of thing. He just sat, yeah. he sat there and talked to him, and he's just yeah. like, "Here's what, here's what you should improve on. Here's some points," and gave him some basic writing tips. And you know, if you're gonna squeeze in new material, here's a way that you can yeah. squeeze in new material. Here's and it was just like he cares James so just, much. James about, understands the mechanics of comedy too, and yeah, really understands. So he'll, yeah. he'll he does writing courses but, for new people. But better than understanding it, he can explain it. Yeah, yeah. Like and I I I get why things are funny and why things aren't funny, but I'm not great at explaining them. Mm. Yeah, like and yeah. and often as well, like you can have someone who is a completely different style to you. And you can just be like, watch this guy because he's fucking that's, hilarious. That's yeah. like, not only. Not only being a time thing, but like the reason I don't go to writing groups is because I can't tweak, I can't adapt to people's styles. Like I can't in- interject my own shit onto their style. Like it's because I'm just, I can, I can tell you what, what 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 might work in my style, but if you're talking to someone else's, I'm like, yeah, he, you know, he like actually, I reckon you should, like, I reckon it would be worth your time going to one or two of them because he gave, he pointed out some things that I already do and then it made me re-emphasize. I don't know. I'm talking what? about the ones where it's just a bunch of comics getting together oh, okay. to sit down and write together Yeah, and we're all bouncing off each other. Oh, yeah. I'm like, the reason I don't go to those oh, okay. is because I'm not great at being like, well, yeah. yeah Why I'll is adapt. that funny? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah. I'll adapt to your yeah. style. Your style is fucking this, do this. So I'm like, I can work for my style and that's about it. Yeah. yeah. If you're but, similar to me, I can help you. But if, I can, if yeah. you're not. But to what you were saying. Yeah. Like he like he's pointed out things for me that I like I, because I was a huge comedy fan listening, and then subconsciously through watching, an act perform, I started putting it in my act. Like the rule of threes, that would be like bang bang yeah. bang, giving three examples of why that's funny. But that's actually a strategic way to write. Yeah, he's shown us like clips of just how you can get to, you can set up punch and like and that's so simple and it's like it's a thing that every joke should have a setup and a punch but how you can like set up misdirect punch or how you can do like a positive punch with a negative how you can do a negative and then negative hit it yeah Yeah. so he's given like all these different examples and you can tell like there were some young comics that went there that night and they're like me yeah and and i got so much out of it yeah yeah it's fucking awesome and like the reason why the newcastle comedy club is so good is there's a few factors. It's run by comedians. Yes. It is run to make the shows as good as fucking possible. And I'm not shitting on previous scenes that I've been in, but they've come with uh, what does what will be perceived as being good. Yeah. We should have a female comedian. We should have a person of colour. We should have an Asian person. <coughs> we can have one white straight guy. And then you get to the show and – people have been given spots at a ticketed show that they're not ready for and then the audience doesn't want to come back. The Newcastle Comedy Club does not give a fuck what you got between your pants. 
all they oh, care about. Yeah. Do to a certain all extent. they care about is what's what's funny. And if you're funny, you get a spot. So so there's there's definitely the they're catering to what people are after. No most people don't want to turn up to a show with six versions of me and you, Ben. So in in that instance, they they want they definitely want a broad spectrum of people. But it's got nothing to do with your race, or it's got nothing to do with, um, like who, like what, what the color of your skin, or anything like Sexual that. Sexual orientation. No. They they want a broad spectrum of comedy, and topics being discussed. And the reason I say that is because James has like spoken to me about like, I the reason why he he likes Paige and and Nick so much yeah. is because it's a completely different form of comedy. Than anyone anywhere else's that's Spot been on. performed. They're so that's why that's why I was saying. Like I, I think yeah. it does. I think they do, you know, cherry pick, but there's a reason for it. Like, yeah, like yeah, and you it's explained not, it well. Yeah, like, yeah, and it's not to do with your race. And man, like, and I think I think to a certain extent, like, don't get me wrong, like, um, it's, it's not like like you said, you don't want to. You know, in an ideal world, you don't want to see just six white dudes get up after yeah. one and up. Uh, Even but, if they're the funniest people in the world. Like you don't want the same like. But and yeah. it's saying that like the, uh, these. So it, it is. It is nice to have you know a, a, a female because because I, I, I make so many misogynistic jokes. I'm trying not to be a dick. Yeah, but yeah. I, I'm trying. I'm not trying to say they get their spot just because they're female. I'm just saying it is nice to have a female in there to break up. But they're yeah. the actually fucking, funny. The, the six dudes kind of thing. Yeah. Like, they're but they have funny. to be funny. Actually, yeah, and, and they are like they, and yeah. like the girls who I've done showcases with. Absolutely deserve that spot, and they're fucking. They are funny, like, yeah. Yeah. and like it's you know they'll never get a a person that's done three open mics, and then you get a you get a Saturday set because you've got to earn it. yeah, you've got to earn it. And like when those people come to do their spots, they fucking they perform well, and even and even sometimes they'll they'll see someone and they go, "Hey man, we think you're ready," and sometimes that comic might not think they are, and they go, "No, we believe in you. You're ready." And I'm not going to say the, the person's name because I don't want him to think that I'm shitting on him. But like I've sat down with him, and he was really nervous for the Saturday for his Saturday showcase. And I said, "Man, you've worked for this spot, like you've done your you've done your time." And I go, "Just go up there and have as much fun as possible," which is a stupid thing to say because you're fucking nervous. But I was like, "You are funny. the The club owners think that you're funny, and now they're just giving you your shine to go, get get yeah. up there and just and go have some fun and and do what you can do. And if everything yeah. doesn't work." It's just all learning. But I think, you get, I think you there's get the plenty experience. of people who are just, uh, uh, you know, if they just buckled down a bit more, uh, fucking close to being able to get on those spots. Like there's like heaps of, uh, I think there's a few open micers who they just fucking. Broden Shearer. Yeah, Broden Shearer is a good one. Broden Shearer is the perfect example of his six what? months to 12 months of solid writing and just taking on like doing not not being so fucking hateable up there all the time. Yeah. Like picking his opportunities when he goes dark, where he Broden, still hasn't hundred percent figured it out. Though. Exactly, exactly. But six to twelve months, you're gonna see if he if he keeps working, you're gonna see a fucking killer, dude. Like a fucking killer. And I'm not just saying that because he's my boy. He's, no, he's he, like, but like he's got another example is um Lauren Lawrence. Yeah, great joke writer, fantastic joke. She's got probably seven or eight like gun minutes. But she just, she doesn't write. She doesn't write, and she, she's just like, she looks nervous constantly on stage. 
That I think that plays into a character. I though. think it plays into. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, I think it does. Yeah, yeah. and it, it does. But it, uh, at the same time, like, it, it, I think sometimes it does. Like, you know, some like sometimes you go, yeah, it suits, and other times you go, she just looks like a nervous wreck. Because she probably is. Yeah. Knowing knowing what I know. That's about what I'm saying Lund. though. Yeah. She could, like, yeah. She could tame that. Like if she could tame it, that energy. If it, she it, could get that that yeah. stage presence in, going. In saying like she's yeah. a gun joke writer. In saying yeah. all all of that, like that is a different. But also like the reading off the hand, like stuff like that. She still does that. Like, yeah. Yeah, but that like but that's like that's part of her personality trait. Which like why we love Paige and Nick is mm. they're different. Like we can have a nervous, twitchy person up there. Yeah, as and, long as you can, still, as long as you can tell it's a character, though. Yeah, I, I don't I think, think can, I don't, I, think I don't think can. the crowd needs to know. I think, I think she can do that character and and still do well. I think she needs to harness. No, no, but what I'm saying is, if someone like if someone just genuinely looks like they're a, a bundle of nerves, it can put crowds off. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Like if, you, if you if you kind of go, oh, it's a nervy character kind of thing. But if they just genuinely look like they're fucking terrified. Yeah. That's the like. That's the difference I'm trying to make. That, that's yeah. the point I'm making. Is yeah. like if you just genuinely look like you're fucking terrified to be there, it's a bit different. Some of though. the best advice that Ethan gave me is he's like, "Stop looking at your fucking hand, dude." Yeah, I hate it. I've and never he, done it. And he goes, he goes, the minute you look at your hand, you disconnect you from get, the audience. It's like you want to get off stage. And he goes, he's like, you have bits, you've got funny bits, and he goes, just be in the moment, and then. Adapt to what's in front of you. Right. Yeah, my theory. Is either fucking memorize it or or don't. Is that or is yeah. this joke gone, is this joke gonna work? Like, oh, okay, like, or or like, and 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 that's and like you know, for anybody who that does have notes on their hand, this is why the reason I take a drink on stage with me is if I do a bit, and then I have the fuck. What's the next thing I'm going to talk about? I can quickly go just like grab my drink, take a sip. You look cool as a cucumber. That gives you five mm-hmm. seconds to go. All right. Mm-hmm. This going to be my next bit that I do. Oh fuck, man! I've been up there uh, last last week at the stag. I was up there. I'm working on I'm working on three new bits at the moment. So every every open mic, proper open mic, I can get to, I do a proper set of of new material, and I just go, ah oh, fuck, there was another part to that joke because I'm up there. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care that I've forgotten a bit. I don't care that the audience has to sit there and, and wait for me. I'll acknowledge it and make it funny. Yeah, and it's just like right. it's fuck. At the end of the day, it's open mic, and this is what I'm yeah. working on. And yeah, it's just like you know. Yeah. At the end of the day, I tell you, I tell you one thing that pisses me off. You see comics up there and go, "Oh, this is a new one." And you go, "Shut the fuck up!" No one. That's cares. a nerve thing, man. That's no a nerve thing. I do that. Either eat I shit do that. Or fucking make them laugh. <laughs> yeah. Ben, no one cares if it's me. new. No Stop one cares it. if it's Stop old. You're attacking me. <laughs> yeah. But no one I, does. No one cares yeah. if it's new. No one cares if it's old. Go no, but it's be a nerve funny. thing. And and you're right. You're right in that you shouldn't do it. And and this is coming from someone who used to do it quite a bit. It's a nerve thing. It's like you're trying to set expectations on the crowd. Like, oh, this might be funny. It might not. Yeah, I've only. Yeah, well, I think it, I think it, it just instantly puts the crowd off, though. I've Maybe, only ever yeah. said it after it, like the new one didn't go well, and I just I I'd be I'd just laugh it off and be like, ah, it's you. Who cares? And then yeah. and then yeah, I'll, if you do it after, it's not like I still don't love it. But you know, if you do it advice. after, yeah, there's the advice. If you've got a new bit and it doesn't land, you can acknowledge you can acknowledge yeah. the crowd. You've only got one chance to do that, by the way. If um, and, and I'll say this as well. You learn why it wasn't funny. Yeah. And especially if you record and, and go back and listen, you go, why didn't that hit? And then you play back and you listen, you're like, okay, it was too wordy. Yeah. The punchline that I thought was a punchline isn't as punchy as I expected. Yeah. I said it in a way that I was expecting them to laugh and it didn't yeah. work. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I might be, I might, it just might be because I'm a bit of a cunt. 
But, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I just think like the fucking, you, you, you either go up there and you fucking, you, you say your bits and you find out they're funny or not, mm. or you fucking, like you don't write them down on your hand. You don't, you know, try to fucking downplay, oh, this could be shit. Please just bear with me. You know, like fucking either go up there and fucking do it or don't. Like it's just. I think that the you, writing you, on you the hand. Get, you either get better by doing it. Like cause I, I think a lot of people are just too nervous to bomb. And you're like, fucking, it's a risk you're taking. Fucking get up there and just. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I, Riding on the hand's yeah. a safety blanket. Yeah, that's too many safety blankets people use. And you're like, fucking, like, like doing the same set over and over and over and over again. Yeah. It's like, fucking go up there. Maybe, and try maybe I'll, I'll, um, at the next Tuesday, I'm drunk, so I might just be throwing this out there. It might be a bad idea. But next Tuesday, I'm going to say to the comics, don't write on your hands. No, no one's checking any notes here. Let's see. Let's see what happens because it's it's that terror of and I do it. I've got a like I've got a really bad memory for a lot of stuff, including names and all of that stuff. And it's like That's a lot of people's I excuse, always though. forget. Yeah, no, no, exactly. And also, right, have more jokes because I've forgotten jokes and I'm like, fuck, what goes here? The panic comes in. I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to do the next joke that comes to my mind, and then I just do that joke. It goes well. And then I'm I'm through that bit. You know what your safety blanket should be. This is More the joke. Jokes. This is the joke I'm going to do if shit start. If I forget something, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to move yeah. into this. It's exactly. going to be this yeah, you joke. Just, you have that little weapon in your arsenal, yeah. and like the thing and is, that's your safety blanket. Not yeah. fucking, not writing on here, not checking your phone, not fucking, you know, going. Oh, where's my bitch? Oh, this is new. Bear with me. I don't know. I don't know. I could the be thing just is, a cunt. as <laughs> well. Like comics that write stuff on their hand that we know in the local scene, they're good enough. To not have to write on the hand, yeah. So like, I think that yeah, like if if you just remove that little safety blanket, then you just you're it's gonna an anxiety fucking, thing. you're gonna excel. I know, like, I know what it is. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna fucking kill. Like, yeah, exactly. And, exactly. and like you know, you've like all like all of the all the comics that we're talking about that write on the hand, they're all really good, and they just <clears> and they're like you know the next step to moving up and getting mm. even to a next uh, to a better level yeah. is just kind of removing that little safety blanket, like Ben said. All right, if the fucking pistol doesn't work, I'll pull out the bazooka. Yeah, I know yeah. the bazooka will blow these cunts' heads off. Exactly. And if, if you have a lull and it's not like it's not it's not great, all right. Well, fucking the pistol didn't do the damage. Here's my bazooka. Yeah, boots. People are just, just so scared. So of that, that that silence or that bomb. Yeah, but and bo- and I understand. And like pre- bombing is terrifying. It fucking sucks. Like it's the it's you're naked. You, feel you like grow. You're naked. Yeah. You grow from it. You I grow know, from naked. it. To, to know, once you've been around for a little while though. Get over it. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. <laughs> no one cares. Like no one gives a fuck. If you're in your first six months or whatnot, or you want, like, there's a certain extent where, like, the fear is real and the fear is there and you, you got to, and you got to eat a few to fucking to start and whatnot. But once you're all fucking, once you've got five, seven, ten minutes and, and you, you know it works kind of thing, well, then fucking harden up and start fucking realising sometimes it's going to work, sometimes it's not going to work, and just make sure you remember that five, ten, seven minutes. Mm. Dude, speaking of being um, professional, very professional. Yeah. Speaking of of Nick, his um, polyamorous homophobic bit two weeks ago, yeah, blew the fucking roof yeah. off the place. I was just like, "Are well, we talking about Nick? Were we?" <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. But like yeah. we, we'd mentioned, we mentioned Nick and, and Nick and Paige. Oh, before, right, okay. And like that, just, it, like just, it just reminded me of like of. Well, of I was doing a whole of, fucking thing like, oh no, you're like speaking of Nick. I'm like, I wasn't talking about Nick. Nah, 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 he's nah, got the best character to say fucked up shit because oh, he's this he nervous. Want. Like you come across and like, oh man, he's like a he's nervous, but he's likable, and he's like kind of wacky and stuff. And then he'll say something so fucked that it's it can't he's not be funny. Awesome. 
Yeah, I, dude. I, and like, so good. And yeah. when he fucking, when like, yeah, probably two weeks ago, I think it was at the open mic night. He, f- I think I may have been hosting. He fucking, demo- like, he tore like a new asshole. And I was just like sitting there. I was just like watching. And I was like, how fucking good is like, you know, if you've got comics howling, you're fucking crushing. Cause like yeah. comedians sometimes won't give it to you. Like, or yeah. like they'll be distracted. I'm not, I'm not an they're, easy laugh. They're, they're talking, bro. Like you should have like, he fucking just tore the roof off the place with this. Yeah. Like this, I won't give his bit away, but it's like poly, like he looks at polyamorism, like home, like how homophobic people did. Yeah. And bro, I was just He's sitting there. So like, I was like, fuck, I wish I wrote that bit. Like it was, yeah. it was fucking sensational. It was so good to watch. And he just like, it was just like, probably like, per, like for him, like that's cause I don't know him very well. Haven't seen him a bunch. It was the best five minutes I've seen him do. And he just fucking like top to bottom, yeah. just pulled the Uzi out and just went go, 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 and just that's... fucking sprayed everyone in there. Yeah. And there wasn't a living soul that was not laughing at his shit. And he played into his character. He yeah. fucking bright. I was back, back to uh, like emceeing as well. Um, one of the things I feel I do well is I'll get a fucking crowd hyped. Every time I bring you on at the comedy club, it's a fucking, everyone's like, Cheering, they're ready. They're fucking ready to see it. <laughs> this guy, and that is no, 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 I'm just no. Around. But it's true. It is, it true. is true. It is true. It I'm is one hundred percent true because it makes your set so much better. Yeah, I try and it make makes, it like a. I yeah. try and make it like a bit of a fucking yeah. like a party type yeah. thing. And like and Kyle Legacy is who I've learned the most from yeah. emceeing because it just come to, came down and I've said it before on the pod. So sorry for saying yeah. it again. I saw him have fun. Yeah, he had the most fun. Then he made everybody have fun, and he's just like, "If I'm fun and we're, I'm having the most fun, yeah. we're all gonna have fun." And I was just like, yeah. "That's such an important thing, like because he's not worried about anything. He's got killer crowd work, and he yeah. just was like, "Fuck, I'm gonna have the most fun here." And everyone had a great set. And I think the point I was gonna make there, it wasn't just to suck my own dick. Is <laughs> us comics up the back need to be like at the start of the show, into the show, and watching each other. Like I use I. I'm going to be honest, I only watch the comics I fucking like. Likewise. Yeah. So usually I'm, I'm only watching, like, you, um, Ben, Ethan. Like, there's – well, there's a lot of people in the scene I actually genuinely like. And it's like – and I fucking laugh at your bits. Like, I – we should man. we should be laughing at each other's bits, even if we kind of know them. Yeah. Because it does, it does build the crowd up as well. And because I, like, I don't like – if I'm like, I don't like people sitting out the back having their own laugh and having a, having like a party yeah. out of Like go out there and have a piss or a vape or whatever the fuck mm. you're going to do. But if I hear comics, like, especially if I'm hosting, if I hear comics having a real fucking big laugh out there yeah. and there's a new, there's a new person yeah. on, I just go and close the door and I'm like, either shut the fuck up yeah. or come in here and like, you know, Go outside, have a vape, do whatever the fuck you want to do. But like, come on, man! Like, come yeah. in here and like, don't be making more because it is, out it the is, back yeah, laughing, yeah. Because it's distracting. Because like, you're on stage and like it's you're trying rude. to engage in people, and then there's people laughing out the back, and then you can tell the audience is like, oh fucking, where's the actual show going on? Like, yeah. there's a cunt here with a microphone, but like, often I, I don't think they're mean to be as loud as they are though either. Yeah, yeah. Like, you 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 have done that before. I've had to I've had to say to you because yeah. you've got a booming voice. Yeah. 
And but we need like in in the scene, we need to be like behind the show, getting hyped up and getting the crowd ready to laugh. Like that is and back to the original point I was making. That's the advice that James James gave me. Is they don't even necessarily see you as one of the comedians who's going to be performing the yeah, show. That's what Maddie said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they just see you as you know you're you're keeping the show running. You're the guy who just comes out that is you need to be likable, and you need to be able to like be likable enough that if someone doesn't have a a good set, you can kind of joke about it and acknowledge it. Like if someone bombs, there was a guy who bombed. Ronan brought him up and then he fucking attacked Ronan for getting his name wrong and then bombed. And then I got up and I was like, all right, have it up, give it up for Jimmy, which wasn't his name. And then the crowd got the joke straight away yeah. and then laughed. The, the MC is the <clears throat> audience's safety blanket. Yeah. So if there's a bad set, all right, here's the guy that we know and trust, he's back up. And yeah. if you need to build the energy back up, you yeah. build it back up. If. The comics are doing well. Okay, our safety blankets come back out. Here's the guy that we trust, mm-hmm. which is why, like, having a good MC is so important. And Maddie B said, any show that you've ever been on, if it's been a good show, they've had a. You know, good my favorite MC. thing Maddie B said is that he absolutely hates. He's being like, "Oh, don't heckle them, just heckle me." He's like, he's like, "Fuck that." Yeah, just leave him be. You can almost set a precedent, like, yeah. like he said, and so many people can, do it. I'm like, fucking. You can set a precedent where, like, gonna get heckled. where they trust you enough to not heckle, and you can set it up in a way where they won't heckle. Yeah. And Maddie's like, like, and the best thing was after the Maddie B How to MC course, we then went to the club and watched him MC, mm. and everything he fucking told us to do, he did. Yeah. And that showcase was fucking fire. And he yeah. goes, it's a thankless job. And he goes, no one will acknowledge you. And he goes, as the crowd's walking out, the crowd's always going to grab their favourite comic. You were the best. You made me laugh. Yeah. I had a shit day. Thank you so much, man. Blah, blah, blah. No one says yeah. anything to the MC. Yeah. They just walk out. So he's like, yeah. don't take that shit to heart. And he's just like, you're just, you're their safety blanket. You're, you're not the there to be the best thing on the show. You're yeah. there just to, the show, yeah. The, the headliner show, is the best thing on the show. Yeah. yeah. And the show, as the, M, you're, as the MC, you're not the show. And I've seen heaps of comics run into... The point where they think, this is my show. Everyone's here for me. The comics are just the fucking garnish on top yeah. of this meal. And yeah. it's not. Yeah. It's off-putting. Yeah. And I, you know, I've been on scenes where comics have great rooms. And the reason why it's a good room is because it gets fucking 100 people in there. It's it's a great room for comedy but there's never a like, hey Ben, you've been killing it. I want you to MC the next one. They're like, no, yeah. no, no. This is this is my room. The people here for me. The people think I'm the funniest. The people think I'm the best. Yeah. Mm. And they never give it to anybody else. They're just like, no, it's me, 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 me. I'm, I'm the yeah. man. Yeah. I um with with heckling the way I say what I say to the crowd is, hey, like, don't like, don't heckle. But if someone's talking to you, someone asks you a question. It's all good. It's all good. You'll know when a comedian's talking to you because I know there's a lot of comedians on the scene like you who who like to do crowd work. Yeah. And and it's a good opportunity at that club where everyone's usually really loose and it's can turn into a pretty wild crowd. And I think it's the job of the MC to be like, hey, 
don't be a fucking asshole. So Broden got heckled real bad the other week um, where someone was like um, called him basically made out that he was a homophobe and there was a guy with the shiny hat at the front, the orange hat, and, like, I got up there and I just went at both of them. I was like, hey, don't don't fucking come at these comedians for trying jokes. Like, where's your jokes, one? I said, if you want to talk shit, sign up. If there's ever a shitty heckler, I'll say to them, if you want to talk shit, sign up, motherfucker, because this is harder than it looks. And then usually the crowd's like, yeah, yeah, fuck that dude. And then you could probably roast them or whatever. But in your instance where you're asking, we want that interaction. Yeah. We want that interaction. My my thought process is I'll engage with the crowd and I get them to answer my questions and trust me. And then they're like, all right, here's a fun guy we can play around with. Yeah. And if someone tries to heckle, then instead of firing my pistol, I pull the bazooka out and I go, I'm going to fucking belittle you. And like case in point was that woman a few weeks ago. And I just fucking lit her on fire, and I was just side like, milf? "Yeah, my side milf." And I was, and <laughs> and then yeah, so like, like, and just had four or five zinger burgers that I just yeah. fucking fed down a mouth, and I just went, "Hey, you want to talk shit? Yeah, let's, let's talk do shit. it. I do this for fun. Let's do it, motherfucker." And then like that set the precedent where I fucking torched her, and then everyone else was like. I'm good. I'm not going to interrupt this Sometimes guy. Sometimes heckling, yeah. being heckled can help you though too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely it can. But, and like I think. And there are some people who fucking need to be heckled too. And so I think the precedent, like it doesn't need to be the MC that goes, hey guys, like don't heckle. It needs to be the comic that if, if you're going to heckle me, hell and fire is coming for you, bro. Yeah. And like you need to be You'll the dominant person. You yeah, yeah, you need to be the dominant person on the microphone. And, and like when you're on that stage, your mentality should be, this is my show. I'm going to mm. fucking murder it. And if you're coming at me, come if you yeah if you're come, coming yeah come, come prepared correct. yeah yeah. So I'm yeah. pretty fortunate. Like I've rarely ever been heckled. Yeah, it, it does for whatever reason. I think it's because you're imposing. You're a big dude. Like, like yeah, you've, right. and you've you're really fucking confident on stage. You're there to have a laugh. And if someone's like. Like I said, if you're going to come, you're going to come correct. Yeah, and I think yeah. that, Fair like, enough, I've never known why it is. Your material like, is fucking hilarious. Like I was saying to Mitch before, I was just like, Ben has this way of being so likable that he can say shit that is just like. You can get away with you, a lot more. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, and yeah. I don't even, yeah. like, I think saying he gets away with it is a cop out. Like, it's so well delivered. And that it's, it's true. it's fucking hilarious. And yeah. like, yeah, like, you've got bits like. I won't give it away, but your hard jack, your hard yucker blowjob bit, yeah. where you're talking to women in the crowd, like imagine what it's like to suck my dick, and they're crying because they're like, yeah, fuck, imagine what it is like to <laughs> yeah. suck this guy's dick, and it's fucking like, it's a hard, it's that's a hard premise and bit to like do. Mm. Hey, someone's gonna, someone sucks me off, yeah, and that's the way that you word it, and like the wording, wording's very important, and everything about yeah. it, and then. Yeah, just like you know the the how well it's written. You're the hottest chick in there, and they're fucking pissing themselves. Like there yeah. was four young, like maybe twenty five year old chicks when you were doing that bit, probably about three weeks ago, and they were fucking crying, man. Like ones like almost spat their drink out, and I was just like, "Bruh, he's fucking, he's on fire. Like yeah. he's yeah. got him." And and in the thank way you you, you delivered jokes, Brad, like you'll take on an alternative viewpoint that maybe the crowd isn't isn't thinking that way 
Like you're really good at bringing a crowd along on a thought process yeah. and getting to a place where your punchlines work. Yeah. Like um, like we were talking about it, you always introduce an imposing viewpoint in in a lot of your jokes. So the ability to like deliver a fucking – like I've got a really like abstract way of thinking as well and it's really challenging for me to bring crowds along that fucking thought process. I usually need like, I don't know, 20 minutes with a person – for them to figure out I'm fucking insane. And they're like, oh, yeah, he's just going to say some crazy shit now and he doesn't mean it like that. Um, you're really good at, like, quickly bringing a crowd along and you can say some fucking, like, some really fucked up shit and jokes that would normally just get groans because they're already on your wavelength, they're fucking, they're now, like, along for the ride. Yeah, and I yeah. think that a, a lot of it has to do with the persona of being a silly goose. Like, yeah. I'm just a strictly yeah, silly goose on stage. So yeah. then when I do start saying things that are like, if I like, if I was to write down, all right, I'm going to have a joke about a blowjob. I'm going to have a joke about being molested. I'm going to have a joke about hookers. Yeah. They're three tough subjects to be like, oh, fuck, how am I going to get the lols out of this? But then it's just like, all right, how do I word this to be, all right, why is this a blowjob bit? Yeah incorporating my dad into it like yeah being molested by a brother at school yeah like none of these subjects on paper are funny which is why i got so offended when that chick's like you can't joke about people's kids yeah. i'm like bitch i can joke about whatever the fuck i want yeah exactly. and i will joke about whatever yeah. the fuck i want and at the end of the day it'll be funny or it won't yeah but i'm still joking and like when i when i zinged that chick and I, she's like you sound like my three-year-old daughter i'm like sorry to hear she's got herpes yeah everyone yeah. laughed and it's yeah. just like you're the one person that took offense she the lady who has the three-year-old daughter laughed at me so she thought it was funny it's yeah like, you so took everyone's got their to own it. delivery style mine's just purely to be like blue collar everyone spoke to this guy yeah. yeah, like you're every, a guy. Every, at everyone the pub. spoke to this guy at the yeah. pub. Everyone spoke to this guy at work. Yeah, and that's that's the angle I'm coming from. So people are like, I already know this guy, and that's yeah. really true to who you are, though, which is why your bits. Yeah, because I am a blue work. collar worker. Yeah, like, that's all I've ever been. Like, so and, fucking, and you're not trying to be something you're not. Like, if you no. went up there and tried to have this alternate personality, it's not authentic, and people are like, oh, there's no authenticity to this. I don't actually believe this guy, and I don't trust him, and now everything's yeah. coming across as inauthentic and I don't think it's And fun. you see that so a if lot. Nick, if Nick you went s- up and tried to do what I do, it wouldn't work. But if I went up and tried to do what Nick does, it wouldn't work. No, like, not at all. Just different styles. But yeah. that's just my yeah. thing. But I've seen it where there's comedians who ha- are not backing up what they're saying. They'll talk about being fuckboys and stuff like that and you're like, this dude's weird looking. It's yeah. strange. And Yeah, I don't and believe it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. What, like, where my punchlines land is it's like I've, I've got a joke about, like, being a sex offender. And it's like it's I'm not calling myself a sex offender, but I'm making fun of how I look. No, just a yeah, and it's, and, yeah, yeah, and it's, <laughs> exactly. And, it, and like, you exactly. know, if you picture a sex offender, yeah. you picture a fucking – Yeah, exactly. A Me in a trench coat. Dude, yeah, yeah, like when you do glasses, the trench coat bit, yeah. the glasses. Like, dude, yeah, like, it kills every single time. Yeah, when I When I say that joke, it's just like it doesn't matter how fucking bad the night's going. That's my joke that Ronan's I can come got the out. the same thing where if he refers yeah. to himself as a sex offender, you're like, oh, I can say it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, he, exactly. and his stepdad bit's also funny as well because he's like, you would, you do fit the bill of a yeah. stepdad. Like, yeah, exactly. But I also set it up like, okay, we're here, like all of my material is self-deprecating and it's not coming from a place where I'm like, I'm like particularly low on self-esteem or anything like that. 
It's just funny shit to say. And self-deprecating is funny because, like, you give the audience an extra bit of trust. And it's just yeah. like, hey, I'm willing to have a laugh at myself. But sometimes yeah. you've got to eat one to give one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. And it's exactly. just like, I'm going to have a laugh at myself. And it's just like, but now I'm going to hit you with some other shit. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, okay, well, he's happy to laugh like, at himself. It's, it's not to say you can't come out and Bill Burr or Doug Stanhope and just fucking say a statement and be like, this is fucked. And everyone's like, what the fuck? And then try to dig yourself out of it. It's not to say you can't do that. It's just so fucking hard to do that at this level that you kind of got to be like, hey, I suck. But you know who sucks more? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Immigrants. Yeah. No, I don't know. Fucking like whatever. Yeah, fucking, whatever it is. Yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Like, and but like also yeah. like when you're, you're comparing to guys that have been doing comedy for 30 years. So it's just like, you know, for fun, Bill Burr will say something outrageous mm. and then be like, I'm just going to dig myself out of this yeah. hole and see how I go. Yeah. And yeah, then like, exactly. And like oh, sometimes, a similar thing in a way sometimes they set it up where they say, something fucked and outrageous and they're like yeah all right you're not on the wavelength that i'm on but here's why i think that and then they just build that in and then by the end of the bit you're like he's fucking right like yeah 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 yeah. so like i'll i'll try and build trust as well like i'll build trust with the self-deprecating stuff because it's like all right they're laughing at me i'm saying the most fucked heinous shit about myself all right cool now here's some shit about a dude who's got cancer and they're like, holy fuck. And it hits even, it just hits as hard because they're like, they don't see it coming. Or even if you're self-deprecating mm-hmm. and then you yeah. start ripping on the audience, it's like, this is a two-way street, bruh. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Everyone's yeah. getting ripped yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, and if anyone says anything to me, I can say, well, you were laughing about the stuff I said. Yeah, there's no safe yeah. seats here. Yeah, like, what's going on? What's going on, motherfuckers? Like, I like doing that as well. When the crowd, like, pulls back, it's like, hey, hey, nah. Now we're on a ride now, motherfuckers. Yeah, like we're I've, doing this. I've like, got a, I've got an extra bit in my hooker bit that I haven't had to pull out of the bag yet. Mm. But it's for eventually where they groan at a certain subject. But every time I've I've thrown that punch, it's just been boom. Like it's yeah. been like one of the. Is best, that the tards? It's the tards yeah, bit. Dude. Yeah, like and I was just I like, love that bit. And yeah. it's like ev- like every thing that I like I've written and I've got like my three points about you know why you can't have a school called tards yeah but if they like because i'm used to being from canberra where you'd get groaned at i have the retort ready to go so like i've never had to pull that card out but if anyone yeah. does like eventually groan at it and think it's not funny then i was just like oh bro nah, dude that hey. joke's funny anywhere that's that's the that's the brilliant thing about that joke when that worked like, at the Kent, take it to sydney though yeah, it goes no, well, no, I think it works in Sydney. I think if you – because you bring people along for the ride. You get them on their wavelength first. And if you're already bombing, that joke doesn't work. No. But if you're doing well, you pull that joke out and it, it lands every single How time. How I know that yeah. that joke works is when I told it at the Kent in front of 11 people. Yeah. And 11 people laughed. And oh, I was like, all right. It's just a generally funny joke. but Yeah. Yeah. And like, I was like, like – so I, I, the reason I'm trying to go down to Sydney more is because I know I can go around Newcastle and do well. Sorry, I'm getting closer. But yeah, I know I can go around Newcastle and do well because, like, Newcastle is fucking blue car. We're kind of a very Boganish city kind of thing. But, yeah, you go down to Sydney and it's fucking very different down there. Isn't it insane that, like, the most open-minded, like, open-minded people, like, all about, like, inclusion and stuff are the most closed-minded people when it comes to ideas. Uh, yeah. Like, you're like, exclusive. what the yeah. fuck? Like, come on, man. Like, this is clearly a joke. This is clearly a joke. And it's like, you don't want to laugh because, um, what, on principle? Yeah, like, so it's like, yeah. I always describe those people, it's like they're out with their boss. 
Yeah. And they're yeah. sitting there and someone's saying something really politically incorrect and they're looking at like, oh, fuck, should I laugh at this? It's like, yeah, yeah bro, just have fun. Yeah. It's all good. Like, we're at a comedy show. Like, yeah. it's nothing to stress about. Because yeah. I'm, I'm like the most open-minded when it comes to joke. You can tell me the best fucking, like, you can tell me a racist joke. If it's funny, I'll still laugh. Oh yeah, and and I know laughing because it's at not a racist joke doesn't make you racist. Like point, yeah. no. point in case, um, Reuven's bit about yeah. his younger cousin telling a joke that yeah. involves yeah. the N word. Yeah, and he's Hilarious. Indian. Like he told this to a room full of fucking white people. White people, maybe fifteen, and everyone just fucking pissed themselves. And yeah. it's just like yeah. the way he set it up, the way he described everything, builds the tension, builds the tension, drops the bomb, yeah. and we all fucking laughed. And it was like you know. That joke would work basically anywhere, yeah. I feel. Speaking of racism. Speaking of it. We got the Sunday roast. We do. We, we wanted to talk about some shit. Sorry. Let's I've get del- into it. I've derailed it again. All right. Let's do a bit of this then. The Sunday roast. Quick side note. On the Buffalo Trace now, shout out to Lord and Saviour Joe Rogan for bringing this into our lives. Shout out to Eddie Rockefeller for not drinking beer and wanting to have bourbon instead. So cheers to you boys. Cheers to Joe. Cute. Cheers, cheers to Eddie. I'm drinking straight. Yeah, I mix, mix. I, I mix it with Coke because I was a fucking pussy and I thought that's what we were doing. But I'm not great with straight spirits anyway, to be honest. I'm just drinking Coke because I fucking suck. I, I uh, <laughs> checked my phone. Tanya's, Tanya's left me like eight messages being like, what the fuck? What's going on? Because I was like, oh, you've listened to his podcast. You know how long they go for. I'm guessing this one went way long. Well, we, we've had like, we've, we've done like an hour and a half, but we've had two yeah. breaks because Russ had to venture out. And There's yeah. probably plenty you can cut out. Yeah. Nah, it's all <laughs> staying in. Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. All Sorry the, for the boring podcast, everyone. All the Mitch's derailing. I'm, I'm is drunk and in. high. Yeah, <laughs> these things happen. Whoopsies. Welcome to the Sunday service. Yeah. Um, so our Sunday roast for this week is a is Croatian fans at the Australia Cup that got caught doing a Nazi salute and booing during the welcome to country. Are you sure it was a Nazi salute? Maybe they were just doing their physiotherapy. You know, like wanna maybe see, all see the of photo? yeah, maybe yeah, all of them had bad shoulders. <laughs> He's doing no, you know, all of Croatia. Just are doing their Croatia is one of the worst countries on the planet. Get wow. them tell them why. I I had no no no. I've got a story about this. I had a uh, a landlord, sure, who was Croatian, and um, he got bought as a child. And that was how he's he's got his stepdad. His stepdad went over to Croatia, bought him, brought him back to Australia. Uh, this man used to sneak into a house while we weren't home. What? Yeah, and just, I guess, probably masturbate. Probably masturbate, but I reckon he was looking around. He was a strange man. Yeah, just used to like, and I used to, I started staying home. Shooting loads in the Yarundis. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> Lucky I didn't get pregnant. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what they do, the, the fucking sneaky little Croats. That's what they oh, mate. Do. Yeah. If you wild. leave your under, like, they don't have hills hoist over there because fucking everyone's just running around jacking off in each other's undies. It's yeah, fucking, they're always moist wherever they thing. go. Those Croatians, sneaky little moist men. They are moist. They always look sweaty. Yeah, yeah that is true. And they got crazy back hair. I'm trying All to find. I'm trying yeah. to find this photo of yeah. this guy doing his Nazi salute. But there's a guy who's like he's wearing. It was very odd. He was wearing a Croatian national jersey with an Australian flag, doing yeah. a Nazi salute. Most of the people who were waving around the Australian flag, sure. there he is. Oh, there it is. Why they blur his face out? 
Fuck like, can't. Protect him. For safety reasons, yeah. I suppose. Ah, oh, fuck, fuck it. Fuck dog. He's, yeah. he's you reckon he was at Oktoberfest on the weekend, this bloke? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> probably not, eh? Well, he was, but no, in someone's was, basement. Actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Instead but of wearing one of the German get-ups, he was in a full SS outfit. Yeah, fuck yeah. Walking around with a little fake moustache on the top of his lip, just going, vegan, vegan, vegan. Hey, man, those Nazi uniforms, they were, they were smart. They were real smart uniforms. They were. Hugo Boss design. Yeah, Hugo Boss, the fucking the man, the myth, the legend. Yeah, that's why I never buy his cologne anymore. I've, I've I'm just not fancy Because he used to be a Nazi. Yeah, he, well, yeah, nah, he used to be a Nazi. What, brute, 80 mate, years brute. ago? Still we counts. Can, 80 years ago, we can be like, all hey, right, whatever. If, if the Americans say never forget 9-11, I'm never going to forget. Well, in fairness, <laughs> 80 years ago was like the most relevant time to be a Nazi. So that's the most. It was that, cool. That's the it worst was t- cool. That's the worst time to be a Nazi because that was when they were actually yeah. fucking. They've got like videos from the royal family throwing Nazi salutes. Really? Yeah, dude. You can Google it straight up. It was like the Nazi. Like they had a. It was like it was cool to be a Nazi that's, at one point. That's fucked up, bro. Yeah. Let's yeah, see dude. if we can find it. Fucking the royal family is fucked, dude. Royal oh, family is a fucking wank, dude. Allegedly, I want Croatia oh, doesn't even have a royal family, so how shit are they? Yeah, no, because I'm they got taken over. By Nazis. Yeah, and apparently they still want to be Nazis. If there's one country that should have been taken over and should be absolved, it's them. And France. Wow. France. France. <laughs> any any country with fucking blue, red and white horizontal stripe fucking flags, you can fuck right off the Thailand. Thailand? No. I don't, I don't know. know, man. I'm not I'm not I'm up. I'm just I'm fucking not. saying. Geography was my weak weak point. Oh, geography was bad, absolutely yeah. my weak point. Yeah. I'm just fine. Isn't right. like doesn't the Netherlands have that? Yeah, 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 yeah. They've got a, they've got an Australian princess. What? Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah that bitch you fucking Tasmania. Yeah, yeah, oh, dude. What, what was her name? She was into um, some shit. You know, she was into some shit. If if you're marrying into the royal family, you're definitely giving up the bum on the regular. Oh, what about um? Have you heard of the uh, fucking the articles going around about the Prince of Pegging? Prince Ooh. of Pegging. No, I haven't. Yeah. So apparently there is a, a Ethan royal. Bentley. Yeah, <laughs> Ethan Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot Stewart, who knows? Um, apparently there is a royal. They they, they don't allude to who it is, but they, everyone thinks it's Harry. Yeah. Uh, not Harry. Um, who's the other one? William. The fucking bald-headed cunt. Yeah, William. William. Honestly, worst genetics too. One's bald, one's redhead. Like, what the fuck's going on Yeah, because the redhead was um, not part of the royal family. It's, yeah, isn't he a bastard? He's, he's a, a bastard. He's a yeah, uh, Di- Lady Di apparently Harry. fucked her riding her, her, one of her coaches. Yeah, yeah, Harry. Harry's her strength and conditioning yeah. coach. Yeah, right. But <laughs> allegedly, anyway, allegedly, uh, apparently one of the royals has a uh, penchant for getting pegged, but his missus is uh, not into it. Oh, and really? And so he's allowed to go get fucking to go see some mistress or something, as long as there's never. An emotional love connection and whatnot. She's cool with it, and he's allowed to go get his ass fucked. That's wild. Yeah, and everyone lucky think, every, fella. Every, he's already a prince, and he gets that it's as well. Uh, fucking Will or Charles? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's probably Prince Philip. Let's be honest. Ah, uh, Prince Andrew. Oh, you wouldn't want fucking Andrew, Charles's sorry. fingers in you, would you? You see nah, the fucking he's mitts got on some the cunt? sausage fingers. That, Jesus, it's Christ, like, bro. surely he's not far off from dropping off the perch as well. No, that's why I don't think we should bother putting him on the money because the moment we get him on there, yeah, he'll be fucking off again. Cunt's like. gone. We need to just become a republic, the Republic of Australia, bro. And have our, a president. And, and our have a have a president. Have our flag as just uh, let's middle some, finger. 
Yeah, just some fuck you dogs. <laughs> no, I think it should be the Aboriginal flag where the stars. The, the, no, no, where the cross is. So Aboriginal flag. Where the Union top, Jack is. Top left, where the Union Jack is, and the stars and everything. So we keep the racists on side with the stars because they've got the tattoos already. You don't want to. You don't want to fuck with them. There's too many and tattoos then, out there. And then we also appease to the Native Australians who we stole the land from. So it's I'd all like good. to have a, like a, an Aboriginal flag that's incorporated with the stars. Yeah, yeah. So that just like, actually. So yes. maybe. So maybe like the stars are the different colours. You of can't because the, the sun's flag. on the Aboriginal flag. No, 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 no. The sunset, you can see the stars. You can have so some the yellow top, stars. Yeah, the top, you see, you can still yeah, make out the Southern right. Cross next to the sun. I think that'd be fucking sick because we can't forget all those people who put and here's the, other the Southern Cross tattoo on their back. Here's, yes. the other, here's the other absolute fucking wank. Yeah. The Queen dies. Mm. Albanese is just like a week later. We've got a new public holiday to mourn the Queen. Yeah, only one too. I they can't. They on can't, a Thursday. Yeah. Put so everyone's going to go, yeah, exactly, Put exactly. Friday, you dog. Fucking dog cunt. You can't, and then, That's how you can tell he's a fucking nerd. And here's and cunt. here's the other thing that grinds my gears. Like, we should have, and on all serious, Reconciliation Day should be a national holiday. Yep. Where we all, like, take time off. We chill with our Aboriginal brothers and sisters and be like, mm-hmm. brah, sorry, we're a bunch of cunts. Hopefully we can have a barbecue and move on. Yep. I don't think we should change, say change the date of, We didn't do uh, it. <laughs> change the date of Australia Day to... Maybe a weekend around now, around this time. I, I, I would like to see the date change. Yeah, because it, it's starting to get it's starting to get warmer now. Imagine this. It's right? Starting to get awkward too because we're also learning about the history about like Captain Cook. Turns out there was like a full on gunfight when he rocked up to Australia, which I had no idea about growing up. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? It. Yeah, they don't teach you that. It's like, oh, okay. I was I used to be not not for the date change, but now I'm like, just real, uh, just real simply. If you it's, rock it's, up it's to a place and start shooting argument, at someone, the you whole argument is like you can't change the date. It's this day. That's when the fucking thing come here, and it's been changed like six times. It's like so you can change the date. And so if this is a day that fucking upsets people, whether you fucking respect them or you don't, because you know often the people who are like don't change the date are the most fucking you know, racist cunts. Got no respect for you know indigenous people whatsoever. So like whether you respect them or you don't, you got like to be like no, nah, just fucking put up with it. So what? Like, imagine the fucking Chinese came in and invaded, like, everyone's scared of. Everyone, and then they're like, nah, this is the day we're fucking celebrating. Everyone, but, but that's the day the Chinese invaded and fucking Jono got yeah, shot. Like, yeah. You know, think of it like that. Think of it as, as, as if we're the indigenous and the fucking Chinese are the fucking English and everyone, everyone changed their tune. But What we need to do is we You can change to, the dates, what I'm getting at. Yeah, like, we, need you to, should, like, we need to change the date to somewhere around this May time 8. of the year. Nah, not May 8. And oh. I know why people say May 8, because it's, it's mate, mate and it's fucking Australia, but... May's a shit time to have a barbecue. Yep. If we're going to have Australia Day or Independence Day or whatever the fuck has we want to call it. Has to be in summer. 25th of December. Has to be. Has to be. Christmas is now in fucking. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be when it's warm enough to have a barbecue. And my proposal is we all need to have a, a rethink about our, our fucking public holidays. Why is it only Melbourne gets AFL grand final off? Fuck you, dogs. We should have it all off. Mm-hmm. Why is it only New South Wales that gets Labor Day on this particular day that we're celebrating right now? What we need to do is we need to have AFL Grand Final the Monday after National Public Holiday. Everyone likes AFL. Yep. The next week, NRL Grand Final, fucking public holiday because people can pretend to like the NRL. The following week, we need to have Australia Day. And then a few weeks after that, 1st of November, 
or fucking the first Tuesday in November when Melbourne Cup Day is, bang, another Melbourne Cup Day. No, Melbourne Cup's November. Oh, is it? Yeah, first Tuesday in November. Oh, yeah, it is too. You know what I reckon they should do? Right. Exactly what I said. No, 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 exactly. But to take on that, the Monday is the public holiday for Mad Monday. And then also- We all have a Mad Monday. You have a half-day Tuesday. Okay, so people are going to get fucked up on the Monday. All right, let's- Let's go. There's a public holiday for the first half of Tuesday. So you can sleep in. Everyone starts work. Three day work. working week every week. I'm hearing you. Yeah, yeah. People start work after 12 on a Monday. And that's how we roll it. It's like, you know what? Why the fuck can't we enjoy public holidays for what they're supposed to be? And I'll a tell party. You, I'll tell you what else needs to happen. We need to stop doing fucking double demerits on fucking long weekends, you fucking revenue raising dogs. Let the boys fucking get on it. Let them have a fucking blinder and stop being a bunch of cucks. Or stop people from having Or fucking Because Ben would have had fucking four more standard drinks if he yeah. had been here and it hadn't have been double demerits. Yeah. I would have been swerving all yeah. over the road. That's it. Or the government just go, we're going to pay 20% of your fucking public transport bill for this day. Just be like, you know what? Send us. Not enough. I live in Just Curran. claim it. That's a yeah. Fucking still big bill. Yeah, that's a big, that's a big bill. I reckon. I reckon Who they should the do free come? public transport for the day holidays. after. On Albanese public should come yeah. pick me up. Yeah, and Albanese. No, no, free public he transport. fucking works for me. Elbow, Fuck you're a fucking dog, mate. Yeah. You're a dog. Yeah. yeah, Mad Mondays. Everyone gets on it on yeah, the Sundays. Yeah, all po- fucking all public holidays. All politicians are fucking Ubers. Oh yeah, every politician <laughs> has to drive an Uber. Every imagine imagine Uber. Pauline Hanson picking up minorities, just fucking yelling at him. Oh mate, she's like, usually you're the <laughs> one driving me. Up, yeah. bro. Isn't <laughs> this a nice change of pace, Abdul? Yeah. <laughs> she wouldn't pick him up. <laughs> uh, another another quick honorary Sunday roast goes to the cunt that hacked Optus, and also Optus. Mm. Get a less hackable server, you bunch of useless cunts. Was it? F- Dude, Optus just uses Huawei, which is straight up like yeah. when I found out about the hack, I was like, oh, well, the Chinese government's had my details for years. So I'm already on a list. If they invade, I'm straight to the work camps straight away. Yeah. Make you lose some weight. Make you fucking It'd be good. As long as I don't celebrate on that day that they invade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make you make some fresh fucking Nikes for the boys. Yeah. Life's going to be oh, good. Oh, dude. Can you imagine some of the boomers if they got put into a fucking sweatshop? Bro, yeah, if I react? got put in a sweatshop, I'd be fucking devastated. Oh, mate. Yeah, I'd be fucked. Yeah, You're never. giving me too much work. It's stressing me out. Yeah. I've got actually anxiety coming yeah. to work and I want a mental health day. They'd be like, fuck you, dog. Yeah, fuck you. Work harder. Yeah. Shout out Ethan Bentley. Shout out Ethan sick, Bentley. Sick Ben. No one cares. Work harder. Yeah. All right, boys, so before we jump off, you need to plug your socials. Let them know. Where can the good people find Mitch and Ben versus everything? If you want to listen to some shit. Oh, and we mean shit, right, shit. And some shit, man. We like, mean like, you know, when you've had a massive feed of curry, but you've also had a line of rack and you just have an explosive shit. That's the kind of Yeah, if you recorded is. that, that's what it sounds like for 40 minutes, 30 minutes. <laughs> 30 minutes. Now, we've got a podcast uh, called Mitch and Ben versus Everything where we literally just come on to insult people and upset people. Perfect. And we don't give a fuck. Like, you know what? Ben McClendon's probably one of the best comedians in the Newcastle scene, and I'm okay. So <laughs> he really just... 
he he's gonna he's gonna make you laugh. Okay, so it's All Ben right. versus everything, and yeah, Mitch yeah, is the yeah. corner man. <laughs> yeah, he's putting yeah. the Vaseline on Ben's face. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. I'm there cutting the eyelid. Ben, Ben, you said something <laughs> again about the minorities. I gotta cut your eyeball now. <laughs> You're like, do it. <laughs> You're Rocky. The body, the body. Yeah. Ben is the Rocky. I'm. What's you're, what's, poor, you're poorly. poorly. Yeah, I'm poorly. Like, maybe you should hit him again, Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you're talking about going after this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mitch and Ben versus everything. We take on all everything. topics. We've got um, we've got segments every week where we've got to argue something fucked. Like um, yeah, this That's last week mass debaters. Yeah, mass debaters. Uh, last time we had to argue. Uh, Black people uh, call them whoa, white whoa, people, whoa, whoa. which is obviously, which is <laughs> obviously a hundred percent the True. truth. But you're in a debate, so if you if you fucking land on the wrong, we do a paper scissors rock. And if I've got to argue white people are cooler than black people, I'm going to come across as a little racist. But hopefully, it's funny. You know what I mean? That's and, the thing. You've got to take the other side, no matter what. Yeah, you've got to take the other side. Mitch so, also has another podcast called How to Not Comedy, where we basically do exactly what we did this podcast, which is talk DMs on comedy. Um, we also talk shit about people in the scene. It's really, <laughs> it's really like basically, if you're like a an open micer and you just want to hear some shit, this is this is the podcast. You want to get the goss of the local scene? Yeah, it's the goss of the local scene. Uh, we also talked to some of the most um, like incredible people in comedy. Um, we recently just had um, uh, Alan Brady, who who was on your podcast. Yep, shout out Brady. Um, Brady's fucking one of the funniest people on. I wish on the he planet. would do stand up again. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah, he's fucking hundred percent, hundred percent. And uh, yeah. if you want to follow more of Ben McLennan, you can follow him on YouTube. Ben, would you like to plug your channel, mate? Yeah, Ben McLennan Comedy. It's a uh, it's getting there. And you video every week. Pretty much. You pretty video every week. Pretty much. I've, I think I've missed one week in like the last four months. So Fucking new video every week. These cunts can't count that high. So. Yeah, fuck it. It's We're putting out a lot of content. The so, boys are on yeah. Instagram. Where can we find you? Once again, Ben. Everything is just Ben McLennan comedy. And for, for the me. dumb dog sitting at home, how do we spell McLennan? M-C-L-E-N-N-A-N. Boats. And like Lennon. The fucking a, communist, I'm like a Scottish John Lennon. With a you're Mac, like a, with McDonald's and you're like an Australian John Lennon. Yeah, super communist. <laughs> super communist. <laughs> Married a crazy woman. Sorry, I don't know your wife. I didn't <laughs> step across the line. Uh, and uh, Mitch, you're on Instagram. Tell them where. Yeah, man. Uh, Mitch Coin comedian all underscored. Uh, I'm on there just basically posting my my pre gig feeds. Uh, a couple of weird little videos that I'll post up on the open mic. And do so. we spell it coin like currency? Nah, man. Oh, we it's don't. All, uh, funny that. It's uh, C-O-Y-N-E. Uh, Mitch, M-I-T-C-H. Uh, C-O-Y-N-E, uh, comedian, all underscored. Probably could have made it easier. Probably could have made it funny up. Could have made it wittier. But fuck you. I'll do what I want, motherfuckers. Yeah, he does what he wants. He's drunk, he's fucking high, and he's ready to fucking rock and roll. And as always, give us a rating if you can. I hate saying this part, but bro, fuck, please. please no, no, dude. seriously, seriously. Please this is me. this is one of the best com- like this is one of the best comedy podcasts getting around at the moment. In man. the world. In the world, hundred uh, percent. Supported supported by Dre himself. So Dr. Dre. Get behind it, rate the podcast. And if please. anyone's just like, ooh, you copyrighted his music, me and Dr. Dre have an agreement where he said, if you get a tattoo of my face on your left leg, then you can use my music. And if anyone wants to see the tattoo, 
Come at me, slide in my DMs, send me that fucking egg. Put it up on Instagram emoji. right now. Instagram, yeah. what's your Instagram? I'm going to tag fucking Dr. Dre at underscore Bradley Bishop. I'm like, hey, what's up, bruh? Here I am, dude. Okay, so uh, give us a rating. Make it five stars or go fuck yourself, you bunch of cunts. I'm oh, sorry. Sorry to be aggressive. No, I love that, you. That's exactly how you should ask. That's how I ask every week. I will, yeah. I will lick your nipples if you consent and I get a permission slip. Or we'll wait till you're asleep. Oh, wait like a Croatian man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's leave it there. Thanks for listening. Uh, as always, chill to the next episode and don't forget to smoke weed every day. Yeah. There we go. Got it. Thank you for having us on. Anytime, boys. Pleasure. If Dr. Dre is out there and he's listening and he wants the Gok Gok 3000, I will make eye contact. I will <laughs> cut the balls and I will politely gag, even though your dick's probably big enough to actually make me gag. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. That was good. I'm wasted. Yeah, boy. Nothing like getting drunk on a public holiday. Oh, yeah. <laughs>